Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo. Skag three, whoever he is. Get your blood fascist ass out of here! Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. You are a terrific team on all counts. Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement, this is, is the Matt and Blonde Show. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true and international over to person. <laughs> Bitch, you got coronavirus. A poll released this morning found 49% of registered voters disagreeing with the statement Joe Biden is mentally fit. Why do you suppose such large segments of the American electorate? I have no idea. I'll let you all make the judgment whether I'm correct. We were asked whether or not we would have free and fair elections in 2022. Oh, yeah, I think it is easy to be illegitimate. Russia will be held accountable if it invades, and it depends on what it does. It's one thing if it's a minor incursion. Did you overpromise to the American public? I didn't overpromise, and what I have probably uh, outperformed what anybody thought would happen. He is putting the full force of the presidency behind it. I think the problem for the Democrats right now is not that they have bad leaders. They have bad followers. Under this roof is the greatest collection of intellect, integrity, and imagination for doing the right thing. I doubt it. You are fake news. Let's go, Brandon. Very fake news. I will eat your ass. Fuck around and find out. I'll do it. Come on, man. Give me a little break here. All right. America, go to the YouTube right now. Big ups to Rebecca for keeping Matt woke. Congratulations <laughs> to both of you. You're awesome. All right, go, go. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. I'm told this is the Matt and Blonde Show. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. As always, welcome. Hi. Well, hey, great news. Um, we're all free to question elections again, but only the upcoming 2022 election, because that one's going to be full of fraud and voter suppression and all the cheating you can name. Just don't say a damn thing even remotely similar about 2020, which was the freest, fairest, most secure election that the world has ever seen or possibly ever will see, especially after all of these restrictive state laws that have been passed. So uh, Joe Biden uh, says you have to pass his now dead federal uh, voter laws. Otherwise, um, the rest of the uh, elections of the future ain't going to be legit. And then Jen and Kamala take to the airwaves to tell you you didn't hear what you heard. You heard something completely different. We'll try to translate what the hell they're talking about. Plus, uh, among the many frustrating admissions week by week uh, that we keep tracking, things that were bannable if you said them two years ago that turned out to actually be true. Uh, the CDC reports the data show that during the Delta surge, natural immunity gained uh, from infection, of course, was more effective at preventing additional infection than vaccination alone. No. But we don't have natural immunity mandates. Are those coming <laughs> soon? I don't know. 
Uh, plus, we're going to talk about uh, Brianna. The Brianna, is it Kupfer? Kupfer? I'm going to go with Kupfer. Sounds right to me. The This murder <laughs> in L.A. at a furniture store. Apparently a random stabbing. That is local news, uh, of course, but assuredly would be much bigger news if the racial arrangement uh, was something otherwise. This one is a very minor story. We'll take a look at uh, a, yeah. a minor story. He in had the... one or two priors. Yeah, it, uh, it you could have seen it coming, you might say. So we'll take a look at that story, plus um, plenty of hoax hate stories, including, as far as I can remember, at least in the history of this show, the first ever uh, hoax mass grave. That's a pretty good one. Hoax mass grave coming out of Canada this week. Probable hoax. Not confirmed yet, but headed that way. Mm-hmm. And then before we get out of here, I have some high level surprise cringe. I'm excited to show you that. And tonight's movie review is a birthday special for Blonde's dad. And that is Monty yep. Python's Life of Brian. You know how old so, he is? You said it was his 70th, right? 70 years. That is so old. <laughs> well, congrats and and uh, happy birthday to Papa you Blonde. You made it, Dad. He always thought he was going to die at 68, so. Oh, well, everything is uh, just, it's uh, bonus time now from here on yeah, out. Yeah, looking up for old Pop. Yeah. Uh, of course, uh, we will catch up with your super chats in between topics uh, as well. Ten bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good lowdown money grabbers. We'll get to as many as we can before 1130 p.m. Eastern. It will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show related and support the show over on the website. That's MattChristensenMedia.com. Of course, we have the show store over there. We have shirts. We have hats. We have mugs, we have it all, plus we have great offers from friendly listener-owned businesses as well. This week's feature business is our friends at Hero Soap Company. Do you love freedom? Do you love being clean? Then you'll love Hero Soap Company, made in the USA. Chemical and fragrance-free. A portion of each purchase donated to veteran and first responder charities. Initial subscription purchase is matched bar for bar and sent overseas to deploy troops. Let freedom clean. Hero Soap Company. That's right. When you try Hero Soap Company, not only are you getting a great smelling all natural product, not only are you supporting military service members at home and abroad, Not only do bald eagles circle you in admiration of your patriotism, but when you subscribe, Hero will send their soap to your door each and every month so you never have to remember soap at the store again. And if you're not a bar soap person, no problem. Hero also offers all of their soaps in a liquid form as well. Hero Soap offers listeners of this show 10% off all their products using promo code MCLISTENER. It's promo code MCLISTENER at checkout for 10% off everything from hero soap company you can find everything you need from hero soap plus other great deals from the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses including charity swipes phoenix ammunition sonoran defense technologies and more that's at mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals deals by listeners for listeners we had a uh, meetup this week in uh, appropriately moscow it's nice to see some people <laughs> having a fun time before we go to war Love to see that. Thank you, guys. Uh, hope that uh, particular site that you chose stays intact before Joe Biden moves in to bomb it all. That's so cool. Have we ever had one in Russia before? Uh, not. I, I can't remember. Maybe, but uh, not commonly. That's for sure. Aww. 
Remember, you can uh, find listeners of the show in your area, uh, even internationally, using the community page of the website. And uh, as always, thanks for sending us photos if you have some successful meetups. Another thing I wanted to announce, uh, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you might remember that way back when we had a clips channel for the show on YouTube, place where uh, select segments of the show were chopped for uh, chopped into shorter videos. Mm -hmm. And that particular clips channel ended up falling apart and um, it hadn't been revived until now. We have an enterprising listener in the audience named Ryan who has volunteered his services to uh, do the work to make that happen again. So the clips channels are now officially relaunched and you can find clips of the show posted weekly on those channels. I have them all linked uh, on the podcast page of the website. So um, wherever the, the, wherever you find the show presently, wherever you watch the show, it should be available there. So YouTube rumble, odyssey bit shoot clips channels on all of those i'm going to link them in the description of this stream too so you can find them there but if you need to find them later just head to the podcast page of the website mattchristiansandmedia.com slash podcasts clips channels all linked there and thanks to ryan for doing the work for us we appreciate it well the saga of ray epps continues he is totally not a fed not in any way ray epps and we're going to find out the conclusive proof quote at some point I look forward we'll to it. We'll see about that. Yeah, we're never, ever going to know. I'm amazed that they're even addressing this. It's so obvious that he's a Fed. But the House panel said they will eventually release a transcript of its scheduled Friday interview with Ray Epps. Um, they said, we will uh, release a transcript of the interview with Epps. Um, but, you know, there's a review process that goes with every deposition. Mm. So we're never ever going to get this. Um, this Washington, I think it was the Washington Post article, was hilarious because they're like, Epps inexplicably wasn't arrested. And then they came out and said that it was because he broke no laws that didn't stop them from subpoenaing um, Nick Fuentes. He didn't break any laws. What did well, he they've, do? They've subpoenaed a whole bunch of people in um, this with this particular panel. Yeah. They, they said that, that because he didn't enter the Capitol, if I understand correctly, neither did Nick Fuentes. So what's the deal here? Well, neither did any of the Oath Keepers, uh, not any of them, but several of the Oath Keepers that were charged with this sedition uh, nonsense right. that we talked about last week. He straight up said, "We're go- we need to go into the cat. What I'm about to say is probably going to get me arrested. I'm going go to go to jail, but right. But we need to yeah. go into the Capitol. So if if they're actually uh, charging people with sedition, then how could that not apply? He's clearly a Fed. Yeah, I don't it, see the standard by which others are guilty that he is not. Their distinction was right. he never entered the Capitol, but they've gone after several people who also yeah. didn't go after the Capitol on alleged conspiracy or plotting grounds. Meanwhile, Ray Apps is out on the street. On camera, uh, if you don't want to call it plotting, certainly urging others to commit criminal activity. That's exactly what he was doing. Well, yeah. Hey, speaking of um, conspiracies, we should have seen. You mentioned we were talking about this earlier in the week. I, I agree with what you're saying that we probably should have seen this. We didn't. We didn't see yeah. it clearly back when the the female to. Let me get this straight. When the chick who who presents as a man lost to the man who presents as a chick in a female swimming race, a collegiate female swimming race. This was the allegation now is that this was plotted. This was strategized between the two of them. 
Yeah. And I can't believe I didn't see it because it seems fairly obvious now that I have this information. But I was like, this is the topsy-turvy world we live in. But I forgot the one rule that should govern all of my decisions about trannies, which is that men always beat out women in terms of physical exertion. Like every, without fail, they're stronger, they're faster. So I, I don't know why this didn't occur to me. Anyway, so there's this teammate um, on the Yale team who's remaining anonymous to avoid threats from the university and activists. But she believes that Thomas and Hennig, which is the uh, male to female and then the female to male respectively, although he cut it off and then the female stopped hormone therapy so that she could remain on the women's team, but cut off her tits. I can't keep track of any of this, but I'll go with it. Anyway, so this is what the teammate said. Looking at Leah, the dude's time, I don't think she was trying. I know they're friends, and I know they're talking before the meet. I think she, Thomas, let her win to prove the point that, oh, see, a female to male beat me. I was on the deck and said to a friend, she's literally not even trying. You could just tell. It was blatantly obvious. I was watching the 200 free, and she was literally keeping pace with the other girls. She was number one in the country at one point. These are definitely talented swimmers, but they're not the caliber of being at the top in the country or anything like that. You can tell when someone is dying and when they're trying to swim slow. Yeah. And when that swimmer says she wasn't even trying, she's referring to the dude not even trying. Right. Okay. <laughs> she okay, also said so you this- can tell when someone is trying and I could see in the 200 freestyle that Leah was clearly not trying. Okay. All right. So there might be some uh, plotting afoot, some conspiracy activity afoot. Keep an eye on these swimmers. How did how did we not see it? Um, probably should have. To be honest, I I've not done any kind of uh, deep dive, no pun intended, into these uh, stories. It's just uh, I've seen people talking about it, but I have not spent a lot of time reading about it or investigating it myself. So disappointing. We do this for a living, you know. People have an expectation. Everybody wants to know the specifics of the tranny swimmer wars. That's why they come to streams like this one, and we let the people down. I get it. I understand. We'll do better next time. Uh, we all know Ted Wheeler, the um, the somehow reelected mayor of Portland, who has overseen the continued rot uh, of the city. And we all know that Portland is, of course, a city of oppression. That's why they protest so much. It's <laughs> yeah. it's racist there and it's sexist and right. it's homophobic and it's transphobic and it's overrun with patriot prayer and proud boy bigots. But one demographic this week, one demographic feels perfectly at home in Portland, feeling victim to absolutely nobody. In fact, this group feels perfectly represented and respected by the city and its government officials. And that group, of course, is clowns. And so at Wednesday's virtual city council meeting, Ronald the Clown showed up to nominate Ted Wheeler for Clown of the Year. Request of Ronald Grimaldi to address council regarding intersectionality and equity issues. Good morning, Ronald. How are you today? As a clown, I certainly don't feel underrepresented in local government and law enforcement. Since I already know that Mr. Wheeler will take great actions after having listened to my statements, I, as a member of the Clowning Society of America, would like to nominate Mr. Edward Tevis Wheeler for Clown of the Year and immediately instate him as an honorary clown commission. The Clowning Society of America stands with you, Mr. Wheeler. Thank you. I yield the rest of my time. Thank you. This is not real. I'm not sure if the award will be given or what the process is for selecting clown of the year, but keep an eye on it. And I don't have the footage, but you scroll down in this post millennial reporting. 
not only did Ronald the Clown show up, guess who else showed up? The comedian from last week, Alex Stein, who showed up again in Scrubs to do his vaccine Fauci, give me your ouchie song. He apparently got the best of this city council meeting as well. So, uh, yeah, Portland city council meetings, uh, an even more ridiculous clown show uh, this this week or this month than usual. Oh, God. And this last quick story here, this has really nothing to do with anything other than it's the most insane motorcycle crash I've ever <laughs> seen on video. Yeah. I have watched this at least 20 times this week and discovered there are multiple angles of what happened. And if it's the, if that's the sort of thing that interests you, uh, I, I will post the links to the angles I know of in the description, though, of course, viewer discretion is advised for some of those clips. But in the West Hills neighborhood of Los Angeles, a man stole a motorcycle and police were tracking him, not in pursuit, but tracking him. Officers had just attempted to arrest this motorcyclist, but he fled the scene. And so he's driving this motorcycle at speeds up to 130 miles per hour. Oh, my God. In a city environment ultimately hitting a car turning left at an intersection head on. And if you've ever wondered what a scene like that might look like and how far a body might fly under such circumstances, there's now video to answer those questions. Now, obviously I can't show you everything. I can't show you much in fact, but here is what Susan will allow me to show you. You can see how fast this dude is going and there's a car turning left and his body just, it goes. I mean, it, it, this is some Grand Theft Auto stuff. When you watch the footage, like I said, there there are additional camera angles. Uh, one of them is uh, what looks like some sort of security camera on one of the neighboring businesses that is perfectly placed on the sidewalk, and the guy's body flies something like 120 feet right into the front of that camera and just Yikes. lands on lands on the sidewalk, and he doesn't blast apart. Um, but the force of the impact was such that it blew off his pants. So this Man, is just so a dude pantsless... died with like a smashed up face and no pants. That's undignified. He, well, it's, his helmet came off too. You can see my wife thought that his head fell off because his helmet <laughs> was at the scene of the crash, but his body went way down there. Now the, yeah. um, if you're wondering about the other people involved in the crash, there were two people in that car. They have minor injuries. Uh, they they are apparently fine. Soreness and pain. I think they did visit the hospital, but they're not in any sort of serious condition, thankfully. Yikes. And uh, early reports from the Los Angeles coroner's office has classified this as yet another unfortunate, tragic coronavirus death. So please are make sure serious? to get your vaccine. Do the right. Do not drive 130 miles per hour. In an urban center, unvaccinated. No, that that part. You're pulling my leg, right? <laughs> that part is made up, but okay. Good. Keep an eye on the data. He easily could show up as a coronavirus death. The alarming but, thing is that that's somewhat believable. Oh, there there was a guy in Florida who died in a motorcycle crash, right? And remember, yeah. we had that weird county medical official who said he had a weird, bizarre foreign accent, and he said something to the effect of, we don't know if he had some sort of corona-caused respiratory attack or cardiac arrest that caused him to crash. It's like the dude's head fell off. Come on. <laughs> this might be something similar. We'll have to keep an eye on the on the corona data out of California. Anyway, uh, let, let's talk uh, Joe Biden and the week that was. 
because you can take your your pick of the Joe Biden disasters as far as what is sending public opinion of him uh, all the way down as low as it possibly can go. Afghanistan uh, lying about ending coronavirus, the illegal vaccine mandate, empty store shelves, unstoppable inflation, um, or as we'll get to um, what was supposed to be, I guess this is his transparent and somehow reassuring maybe annual press conference at this point to celebrate his in part to celebrate his first year of his presidency it feels like 20 it has only been one (laughs) and somehow this is supposed to make us look at him and feel reassured or feel some kind of confidence instead of um, feeling like the guy has somehow become even more senile since he ran for president and Of course, Joe Biden has no credibility left, and so he is fulfilling the Simpsons prophecy and borrowing some credibility from Tom Hanks to make this uh, year one propaganda video to tell you how great things actually are. If only we're brave enough, brave enough to live through two of the most difficult years many of us can remember. America is the home of the brave. It's why we keep getting up. No matter how many times we get knocked down, restaurants have opened their doors. Shops and businesses are buzzing again all over the country. More jobs were created in 2021 than in any year in the last 80 years. We are stronger than we were a year ago today. We are America, land of the brave. I've long said it's never been a good bet to bet against America. There's nothing beyond our capacity if we do it together. Now, did you know Land of the Brave and Home of the Brave? <laughs> did they say that too? They said Home of the Brave and Land of the Brave. Wow, really don't want to mention that freedom thing. Isn't that bizarre? Yeah. I could understand, I guess, if they just said Home of the Brave, but they said Land of the Brave in there too. You can't do that. You can't just omit and then rearrange and oh, make it all about They just did. That has to be intentional, right? It can't be an accidental omission of land of the free. Well, it's just it's just too ridiculous to mention freedom and something like that. Maybe there had to be some editorial decision. Uh, But man, um, most he's a pedo, right? We we decided on Tom (sighs) Hanks pedophilia. I would never defame Mr. Hanks with such recklessness. Who was it? Isaac, the dude that threw himself off the bridge. What was his name? I have no idea. Help me out. Anyway, he thought Tom Hanks was a pedo. But uh, most jobs created in 80 years. That's an impressive stat. Okay. Is that because so many jobs were lost because of coronavirus? Yeah. Are these jobs uh, recovered or are they actually created? And by the way, are they enough considering our uh, labor force participation remains below where it was before all of this nonsense? Uh, When you break something uh, for a year and then you come back and make it slightly better, clearly things are going to be better than they were a year ago. Yeah. Isaac Cappy. Thank you, live chat. Uh. Now, I made the Simpsons reference because, of course, if you saw the Simpsons movie in 2007, which is a movie I have actually seen, Tom Hanks appears in the movie. I forget what he's promoting, some kind of like Grand Canyon thing or something. But he says in the movie, hello, I'm Tom Hanks. The U.S. government has lost its credibility, so it's borrowing some of mine. This this is straight from the movie. Another one of those uh, amazing predictions from the Simpsons. Uh, But, you know, Joe can't propagandize for himself better than than tom hanks can but that doesn't mean he won't try um asked by several uh asked about uh several of these failures 
and if he overpromised and underdelivered in the first year of his presidency, Joe said at this press conference on Wednesday, if anything, I've outperformed beyond people's expectations. Did you overpromise to the American public what you could achieve in your first year in office? And how do you plan to course correct going forward? Why are you such an optimist? Look, I didn't overpromise. And but I have probably uh, outperformed what anybody thought would happen. I need even one person who believes Joe Biden has performed better than expected. Well, it's just because our expectations were so low that he may or may not be telling the truth. That, Don't that you think would, he's outperformed your expectations? I expected him to be dead. I guess Merely if by that, the fact that he's breathing, he has outperformed my expectations. I suppose that is a fair point. Um, but I, I guess I guess I'm thinking in terms of people who actually voted for him, people who were persuaded by his candidacy or his presidency. Are those people impressed? And the polling generally says no. But maybe maybe you're right. Maybe if the expectation was, are uh, did you live? If that was the uh, the standard, then I guess he has exceeded it. Well, and people on the left that voted for Biden, uh, they lack identity. And so they really want to keep this coronavirus thing going. And so in that way, uh, he's he's made this go even longer than anybody thought humanly possible. So he is outperforming some expectations. too. <laughs> Isn't that Maybe interesting? He's a crazy success. Maybe he's the most successful president in history. I've never thought of Corona good person as an identity, but you're right. It is to these people. That's what the mask signifies. Yeah. That's what the, uh, the uncritical compliance signifies. I'm a mm-hmm. Corona good person. That's who yeah. I am. Yeah. Weird. Anyway, um, <laughs> maybe you think that's just another incoherent rambling uh, of an old senile man. But Joe was asked by uh, a Newsmax reporter specifically, hey, why do people think uh, you're mentally unfit? <laughs> and Joe gave, ironically, uh, a perfectly fitting and honest answer. A poll released this morning by Politico Morning Consult found 49% of registered voters disagreeing with the statement Joe Biden is mentally fit. Well, I'll let you all make the judgment whether they're correct. Why do you suppose such large segments of the American electorate have come to harbor such profound concerns about your cognitive fitness? Thank you. I have no idea. <laughs> Where best, am I? Best answer he can give to any question. Most honest, most accurate, most truthful. I have no idea. I don't know. Don't ask me. I've never heard of that before in my life. The um, Politico polling that the reporter is referencing is legit, by the way. It was a polling that was published in late November. Voters at the time believed Joe Biden is not mentally fit by a two point margin, 48 to 46. But also note how drastically that number has changed in year one. In October of 2020, just before the election, voters believed Joe Biden was mentally fit. So Joe Biden is smart and capable plus 21 point margin. Now that number is underwater by two. So a quarter of the country has had their, uh, their mind changed about whether Joe Biden is mentally fit in that year's time. I don't know who these people, uh, who were these people watching during the campaign, the campaign that didn't even happen while he sat in a basement to believe back in October of 2020, that this guy was mentally unfit. Yeah. Uh, Or to believe that he was mentally fit, rather. But apparently they did. That was the majority opinion by a wide margin at the time. (laughs) Okay. Well, better late than never, I guess. 
And one of the major points that people are criticizing um, Biden for is his statement that Putin will face consequences for uh, any aggression against Ukraine unless it's just a, quote, minor incursion. And so people took that as a sign of uh, weakness against Putin and sort of an invitation to Putin to invade Ukraine, which is speculated uh, may happen. I'm not going to get into a ton of detail on that, but on the topic, it is breaking over the weekend. Um, Families of U.S. embassy personnel in Ukraine are being ordered to evacuate starting tomorrow. And Joe Biden is saying we may not be able to evacuate you uh, if you hang around too long. And if you watched what happened in Afghanistan, it probably would be wise (laughs) to get the hell out of there. But the State Department is also encouraging U.S. citizens to leave Ukraine. Russia has uh, tens of thousands of troops stationed on the Ukraine-Russia border. Uh, talks between Blinken, uh, Secretary of State Blinken, and Russian Foreign Minister uh, Sergei Lavrov on Friday yielded no breakthroughs, though both sides agreed to continue negotiating diplomatically. Uh, and apparently, Joe Biden is thinking about deploying thousands of troops to the Ukraine area as well, reported in the New York Times today in a meeting on Saturday at Camp David. The uh, presidential retreat in Maryland, senior Pentagon officials presented Mr. Biden with several options that would shift American military assets much closer to Mr. Putin's doorstep, the administration officials said. The options include sending 1,000 to 5,000 troops to Eastern European countries with the potential to increase that number tenfold if things deteriorate. So... Uh, who knows how this is going to develop? Wouldn't it be something if Joe Biden um, ends the last war as catastrophically as he did only to get us into uh, some other sort of military entanglement in under a year's time because he's the adult in the room, the man who knows diplomacy, the man who knows how to handle how to be respected on the international stage? Record time. They really are trying to retroactively validate this whole Russia thing. How much are we supposed to hate Russia? How much do people hate Russia? If something like this happens, let's say that Russia crosses into Ukraine uh, in the next uh, in the next few weeks. And let's say the U.S. decides to get involved. Do you think that the Russiagate nonsense of yesteryear will return as a potential justification for involvement, entanglement, anything like that? Yeah. I mean, don't you think it's probably the pretense? That would be uh, well, I, I I will really enjoy watching the mental pretzels that are twisted from well, I don't, suddenly uh, we will watch the left become rapidly pro-war, I would assume they they yeah. they can't wait. They're bloodthirsty for Putin to get vengeance for 2016, which is the election that you can question, followed up by the election that was the most legit and the freest and fairest of all time. Why do and they want to um, entangle us with with Russia? Why do they why do they even want this? Well, Russia has as I don't understand the full complexities of the conflict, but Russia has a bunch of demands about Ukraine's um, membership, potential membership or involvement with NATO. So Russia has imposed a bunch of demands upon Ukraine and there's some kind of standoff between the two of those. And that means that the U.S. as a NATO ally has to get involved. It's all why? Why? Oh, my God, who cares? Why? You're asking the wrong person. But that is ostensibly the reason, because we have obligations to our NATO allies. Mm. But um, but on the topic of of elections and election security, that's the major point that that Biden 
another major point that Biden is taking criticism for that, that I want to talk a little bit more about, and that's that it's finally okay to question election results again, though, of course, just not 2020. But after all the investigations into Trump, after all the social media bannings, all the um, crackdowns on any questions asked about the perfect election that was 2020, uh, questions are finally welcome again now. And specifically, that's about the upcoming midterms. So Joe says the uh, the integrity of the midterm elections will depend on whether his voting bills pass Congress. They uh, died shortly after he said this, but this is what he was saying on Wednesday. A moment ago, you were asked whether or not you believed that we would have free and fair elections in 2022 if some of these state legislatures reformed their voting protocols. You said that it depends. Do you think that they would in any way be illegitimate? Oh, yeah, I think it easily can be, be illegitimate. I'm not saying it's going to be legit. It's the increase in the prospect of being illegitimate is in direct proportion to us not being able to get these reforms passed. Uh, so it's okay for us to uh, talk about how these elections are bullshit in general now. You mean only 2022? Yeah, the for future. real. So, uh, of course, they're not going to get those bills. Um, the Senate voted the same day, Wednesday, 40, uh, 52, 48, to keep the filibuster in place. Manchin and Cinema defected to join Republicans to preserve the 60 vote threshold to pass non-budgetary bills in the Senate, meaning um, that these bills seizing federal power for over elections um, are dead for the time being, at least. And just to recap on what these bills would do, these are the bills that Joe Biden says will provide election legitimacy. There are two of them. The John Lewis Voting Rights Act would require the Justice Department to have oversight for states with, quote, a history of voting rights discrimination. What does that mean? It means whatever the DOJ wants. It's whatever the feds say it is. States uh, wanting to make changes like voting locations or ID requirements would also have to get federal clearance. So if you want to change your state's voting policy, the the feds have to give you the thumbs up or the what's thumbs even down. the point of having states. Right. Then you have the National Freedom to Vote Act, which would require all states to offer mail in voting. Voting by Dropbox, same day voting registration and online voter registration, among <gasps> other provisions. So according to Joe, the integrity of the election depends on a federally mandated ability to register to vote on the Internet and drop the ballot in a street box without ever having to prove who the hell you are. That's what protects the integrity and the uh, the believability and the authenticity of our election system. Wow. Are we going to stop this? Well, it's dead. It's it's dead now. It's going nowhere for now. They don't. Oh, they no, don't no. The- I know. But uh, this is going to continue to happen. They're going to continue to delegitimize the voting process, although 2020 kind of just blew that away. But yeah. are we going to stop this in general? What are we going to do with the next presidential well, election? And there are so many principles at stake here, even beyond voter integrity. Um, I, I don't think that these are voter integrity provisions, but this is also none of your damn fed business. This is yeah, up yeah. to the states to decide for themselves. We don't need federal preclearance for for the rights of the states. I'm sorry, that that's a that's an inversion of the entire structure of power that this country is built on. Well, we should uh, brace ourselves for more uh, shenanigans in uh, upcoming y- presidential elections. Yeah, and well, this will be an interesting, even beyond just the uh, the absolute decimation that the Democrats face coming up in the midterms. 
what the impact of a lot of laws that have passed in the states will be is also going to be interesting to watch. And I don't say that with any sort of belief that they're they are suppressive in nature. I just it's it's going to. I, I've seen nothing when they say voter suppression. Let's put it this way. I've seen nothing cited by them that shows me what the specific suppression law is or who specifically is being right. suppressed. They constantly reference, well, it's illegal to give someone a sandwich in the line in Georgia. No, it's not. Also, I don't care. Do you need a sandwich <laughs> to vote? Yeah, it might be a stupid law if that's what it was. It isn't even that. But you can still vote even if someone doesn't give you a sandwich. It's all that kind of tangential bullshit that they constantly cite. So I'm not even sure what they mean when they bring these things up, but, but yeah, I, I guess I'm curious to see what will be the impact of say, um, not as many drop boxes placed everywhere. What will be the yeah. impact of not as many mail-in ballots potentially? Um, we shall see anyway. Um, so Joe Biden comes out and says exactly what the last president was banned everywhere. Uh, for saying for saying yeah. and so Jen Psaki and Kamala Harris and the rest of his spokespeople are tasked with the difficult task of of explaining how this is not that explaining how this is not doubting the uh, integrity or the authenticity of the upcoming election and instead what you heard was something completely different so Jen Psaki appeared on CNN and said what Joe meant is that there were illegitimate attempts to change the outcome of the 2020 election. He's not saying that it's going to be legitimate. That's pretty clear. Well, here's what his intention was, Jake, and what his intention was not. He was not trying to predict that the 2022 elections would not be legitimate. Quite the opposite. His view, and he's told us this privately a lot, is that in 2020, the American people rose to the moment. We had COVID. People were trying to suppress the vote. They still turned out in record numbers. He was directly tying the legitimacy of the November elections with the election reform bills that failed. Isn't the correct answer? Yes, it will be fairly conducted and legitimate. That is, that is his view, Jake. But we also have all lived through, you've done extensive reporting on the attempts to change the outcome in 2020. Ugh. She has a tell. You know, when she's lying, she'll smile. Hmm. You notice that? Like the Kamala cackle? Mm, yeah, maybe she's like trying down to... A little bit cover up the deception a little bit hmm. uh oof, yikes. I, I don't even understand what she means he was asked twice about the 2022 midterm elections and right. twice confirmed i think they might be illegitimate at no point was he asked about 2020, about 2020. at no point did yeah. he discuss 2020 the entire mm -hmm. question the entire premise was that states since 2020 have passed uh, what he calls voter suppression laws, otherwise known as, you know, voter integrity, voter security laws. And that those, um, those uh, have to be undone for future yeah. elections. That was his point. So Jen Psaki having trouble explaining it, maybe after last week's disaster interview, Kamala Harris can do a little bit better. She can't do worse. Hey, bring her up to bat again. See what she can do. She was asked basically the same question on the Today Show. Is he really concerned that, that we may not have fair and free elections? The president has been consistent on this issue. And the issue at hand, the issue I was there last night uh, in the chamber of the Senate, 
And the issue is that there are two bills that have been the, the solution that has been offered to address the fact that around our country, states have put in place laws that are purposely making it more difficult for the American people to vote. But the specific question, if you don't mind, does he think, now that these bills haven't been passed, that the 22 midterms won't be legitimate or fair? Let's not conflate issues. So what we are looking at and, and the topic of so much debate last night was that we as America cannot afford to allow this blatant erosion of our democracy. Yeah, you see the issue at hand. What is she hand, talking about? Let me explain it to you. Uh, I think what she means is uh, that the issue at hand is that now is the time and that time is every day to do the things that are appropriate for the time, which is always. And that thing is the issue at hand. So don't get it confused. Has, does that. Oh my gosh. That was the worst non-answer. That might've even been worse than last week. <laughs> she it's, basically said nothing. It, it drives me nuts. If you listen to the whole interview, she does that. Um, you remember the famous moment in the debate? I'm speaking when she was talking to Mike Pence. Yeah. She did that with Savannah Guthrie. If I may, if I may, if I may, excuse me, if I may. Right. And she, and she had interrupts probably her to say nothing. Four minutes to answer a very basic question. Ugh. She can't do it. And she just goes in these generalities about our democracy is at stake. Uh, let's it's ironic that she says, let's keep focused or don't get it conflated when she refuses to address the focal point of the question. She is doing the conflation. Yeah. While telling you not to get it conflated. Yikes. So a true politician, just several minutes of, of saying absolutely nothing without answering the question. (laughs) Um, bottom line though, I look forward to Susan banning Joe. And banning Jen and banning Kamala and all the others who question vote integrity. I, I was told that is the new standard. So anytime, Susan, we, we eagerly await. To Savannah Guthrie's credit, she did ask that point blank. She couldn't have been more clear in her line of questioning. And she went at her again to try to get the answer. And if you go to the Today Show's post of that clip on Twitter, it's nothing but people accusing Savannah Guthrie of being a Fox News anchor for what? daring to ask a basic question about a premise that the president himself raised. It's not a gotcha. Oh, why are you trying to do a gotcha question? No, no. We're trying to get you to explain what the hell you mean after saying nobody can talk about this in the past. Yikes. Unbelievable. These people have nothing but their own um, preposterous delusions of of, uh, grandeur. And this week, Nancy Pelosi uttered a doozy. During a press conference at the Capitol on Thursday, Nancy said that House Democrats are the greatest collection of intellect and goodwill in the world. Anytime we have gathered in caucus, one way, actually virtually or hybrid, I've said to them, under this roof, figuratively or actually, is the greatest collection of intellect, integrity, an imagination for doing the right thing for the American people. I have great confidence in the integrity of my members. <laughs> the integrity? Is that what she just said? Yeah, so good that she invents new words to describe them. Uh, Contegrity, I, I guess it's confident <laughs> integrity. <laughs> but if you go to Nancy Pelosi's transcript on her on her website, speaker.gov, it says, it just I says have integrity. Yeah. I have great confidence in the integrity. 
It mm. doesn't say Contegrity. Okay. Man, when well, is she going to die? She looks like hell. It's widely speculated she's going to step down uh, and retire because she doesn't want to be reduced to minority leader in the all but certain situation that Democrats lose the House in the fall. Yeah. So mm. maybe she finally goes away. I have my doubts, though. I don't think she'll disappear. I don't think so. But this is um, this is the line of the Democratic strategists, too. It's not that Democrats have crappy ideas and crappy leaders. No, no. It's that their followers are crappy and need to work harder. This was Paul Begala's explanation for why Democrats are failing to get their priorities done right now. He is putting the full force of the presidency behind it. I think the problem for the Democrats right now is is not that they have bad leaders. They're bad followers. We need to get to work. I, I do think Biden is putting everything behind this, but he needs he needs better followers. So he needs all of us in the game as well. Hmm. Well, it is like a Democrat to say, hey, you do my work for me. Yeah. So I guess that makes sense. But um, Jen Psaki agrees. She's uh, she says, hey, if you're frustrated, she was in this context. She was talking about not getting the voting rights bills passed on the view. But if you're frustrated, if you're pissed off. If you are angry with the state of the country right now, just do some kickboxing or uh, drink your worries away. And then, um, you know, remind yourself that it's up to you to do the hard work, you lazy piece of crap. So my advice to everyone out there who's frustrated, sad, angry, pissed off, feel those emotions, go to a kickboxing class, have a margarita, do whatever you need to do this weekend, and then wake up on Monday morning. We got to keep fighting. Okay. You know, that's particularly insulting because so many people have died related to their addiction during this pandemic bullshit. And that's what, yeah, there is a very serious irony there, not just the deaths of despair and addiction, but the fact that everybody wants to work. Maybe they don't want to work for your bullshit, but they would love to get back to work and provide for their families. Yet you have installed nothing but obstacles uh, in their place of work or their business. The best thing to get people to work is not margaritas and kickboxing. The best thing is for you to go away, disappear. Yeah, yeah. And improve the economy, of course, um, which we could do if we were in power. Uh, this is just s- such like a, a terrible trivialization of, of people's real problems, people's real economic yeah. problems, the inability to work right now, their businesses failing. Just treat it with, you just need to have a drink. You just need to chill out <laughs> yeah. and have a drink, if, work if you out. Lost You'll everything. feel better on Monday. And the good news uh, is it only takes about three or four margaritas for Jen Psaki to start looking a lot better. Although in the chat, they might say zero margaritas. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, a few margaritas <laughs> but yeah i it she's getting uh she's getting wrecked for that comment over the weekend and deservedly so it it it, it does go to show it, it's right up there with the uh what was the comment she had about oh man i can't believe there's a shortage of of workout equipment or was it peloton or something like that the great peloton yeah, shortage uh, no it was the treadmill yeah. the treadmill shortage that's right um it, it again it's just lacking an understanding of what life in the real world for normal people is like under the conditions that they have created. But yeah, have a margarita and do the hard fight for us. No. How about I do the hard fight for my family and you get the hell out of the way. That would be better for everybody. Anyway, uh, on the topic of uh, Corona and lockdowns and Corona policy and vaccines, I have um, a bunch more stuff on that coming up, but we're probably right about due for maybe an early break. If you want to get some oh, chats sure. out of the way first. Oh, where is my, there we go. Okay. 
My dog's being a bad boy down there. As always. Do you have anything pulled up? I'm reloading. I can uh, I can check out Tippy Stream. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Go for there it if you're ready. Go. I am. Uh, Canadian says can't catch live tonight, kids, but it's my twins' one year old birthday party. Uh, birthday today. Sorry, no party with my hubby working. But have some of their birthday shekels and keep up the good work. Thank you so much. Well, thank uh, you. We appreciate that. And congrats. Yeah. Matt, last week I was moved by your perception of the Ephesians passage, obedient wives, loving husbands. Your take on biblical topics encourages me because they're always intellectually honest. He also said, John 18, for this purpose I was born and for this purpose I have come into the world to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. Ah. Um, yeah, uh, if people missed, that was uh, the question was a listener had asked you for a Bible verse for a wedding, right? For a wedding, yeah. And you had I like given the ones one, about duty and marital duty. <laughs> it was about wifely submission. Yeah. But it continued there some, on there about- There was a clause about the husband as well. Yeah. yeah. And I think uh, that's what's often misunderstood. People think that wifely submission means that um, it, it's like total domination of, of husband over wife. And I suppose at the end of the day, one person's word does have to win by the nature of yeah. it being one-on-one. But the submission, the submission of the wife comes in an exchange for all of the duties of the husband. And those are articulated yes. in that verse, too. It's not just like I get to be a piece of shit and my wife submits to me. No, I yeah. have all sorts of obligations to take care of my wife. To be the head of the household like she or like a crisis to the church. I think. That yeah. Was the, yeah. Um, so thank you for that. I appreciate it. Adam N. Hey, Blonde, Blonde and Matt. I got a raise and a bonus for my employers to so hear some shekels for being amazing. I also own an IT firm and would love to promote it with you all in the future. Mm. Matt, I'll shoot you an email sometime. Uh, yeah, uh, absolutely. And thank you. Well, congratulations. And, and thank you for supporting the show, too. I can't scroll up. This is so, such an annoying YouTube issue. And what the hell happened? It just prevents me from scrolling up and then I lose my place. Um, Robin D. Banks. Jen says, drink your worries. Mission accomplished. Wouldn't have so many worries without folks like her. She always struck me as the kind of person with a couple dozen boxes of Francie on her. <laughs> she probably is a box wine I think so uh, type too. of gal. Yeah. I bought PN. Thank you, sir or ma'am. I actually don't know. Uh, the Simpsons since 1990. Finished reading my first book of the year, debunking the 1619 project. I'm sickened that many schools everywhere embrace the 1619 message and other philosophical trash like it. I, I'm only um, surface level familiar with it. The New York Times, uh, Hannah Nicole Jones bit about mm. how 1619 was the real founding, the real founding year, of yeah. this country. So, um, yeah, I uh, but uh, good on you for reading up on it. I, 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 I'm sure the debunk is great and probably uh, vital information for most people. Yes, definitely. Uh, Daniel Kunkel, faith in our public schools is rightfully lacking, but here in Nebraska, health curriculum that was code for LGBT and CRT advocacy was stopped by parents who spoke out. Taking a stand does work. That's true. I probably should stop blackpilling my way through through life. Well, they stepped in it in Virginia by pissing off parents. That's true. And I don't think there's any reason to believe that trend won't carry through the rest of the country heading into the midterms, at least. Yeah. Andrew Pollock says, Matt, my 2013 WRX needs a new engine. It's going to be built and capable of 475 HP, which means horsepower, presumably. Yeah. Is yours built at all? No, I um, I do have uh, an exhaust on it. I do have a few parts here and there, but I don't have any. I, I've, I haven't like um, done any kind of tuning on it or any kind of crazy thing. I, I got it 
um, I that's um, one of two cars. It's the second new car I've ever had in my life. But the first new car, I hit a deer with it within 24 hours after buying it. Oh, so no. this was it did get fixed. But this was the first car I drove off the lot and like n- nothing ever went wrong with it. So I've really babied this time. car. Nothing is nothing's gone wrong. Well, I, I had two new cars. One I hit a deer and this was the second one. <laughs> And oh, so okay. I have I've not done much to it at all. You know, I put like I did some custom aesthetic pieces because I want it to look like my car. But yeah. but as far as performance, I've really left it basically the same um, because I didn't want it to blow up, you know, within 50,000 miles or something like yeah. that. And then later, yeah. you know, later, like my car has about a hundred and almost one hundred and ten thousand miles on it now. And it's just kind of at that point where it's like. I don't, I don't want to put more money into it. So it just kind of is the way it is. But, uh, but yeah, um, if you can rebuild it, it'll probably hold its value too, because Subaru just announced the new version of the fast lesbian car that he's talking about. And uh, it looks like a piece of shit. It looks God awful. <laughs> I say that as someone who loves those cars, Subaru destroyed them aesthetically. So the older cars are going to hold their value. So build it up and hang on to it. Uh, Blanc, what kind of car do you drive? Yes, I'll be judging based on your answer. I have a Mazda CX-5. Mm. I love it. Um, yeah. Let's circle back. Let me uh, check in on Tippy Stream And thank you guys who are watching over on DLive as well. Let me see. Scroll down. Phil is up first tonight. Teddy Roosevelt once said that the vindication of democracy lay in the fact that Americans had not been dispossessed of our settler state by oligarchs pushing for endless cheap labor. That was then, this is now. (laughs) The prophetic words in an unfortunate way, I suppose. Phil says, Normies went from opposing gay marriage to believing cutting your dick off makes makes you a woman in a decade. Being left alone was never an option. The levers of power will be operated if we don't uh, do it, our enemies will. I can see that argument. I know we Phil, you've called in and we've talked about that before. I don't know that it's um that it's completely wrong. But I just I think that there are some lever uh, levers of power that the state can't effectively operate. The, the levers of power that are morality within yourself, you know? Yeah. Um yeah. there I, I guess what I'm saying is I think there are some levers of morality that you can only pull yourself. Mm-hmm. And you can't really force other people to do it effectively. You can do it as a practical matter at gun at gunpoint. You can get a lot of people to do a lot of things. Yeah. But is it effective? Is it sustainable over time? Of course not. That That's kind of my, that's my thinking on that. But yeah, I mean, there's whether we agree or disagree on that. There's no question that there are levers of power in uh, morally bankrupt people at present yeah. to, yeah. to put it politely. Incompetent hand says uh, blonde, um, Worst daughter. <laughs> oh, come on. Michaela or Ivanka? That's your Ugh. question. Probably Michaela. Wow. That, that's, because that's Ivanka, she's doing the bidding of Trump. Hmm. Well, I don't know. Is she, you absolute son of a bitch. She has said a lot of nonsense stuff that's like uh, at odds with Trump. I remember she, she has yeah. said a lot of stuff. Well, I could, maybe not at odds, but she said a lot of bullshit about the wage gap and a lot of feminist horseshit that's not based in that's reality. That's true, but I'm sure that that marriage was um, was created by Trump in some way. Hmm. Uh, Matt says um, 425, 425 or air fry. 
So just to, just so people remember, if you're working with a traditional oven and you're cooking a potato product, French fries, tater tots, any of those, I don't care what the bag says, 425 degrees for 25 minutes. That's 425425. You'll get the best crispy potato product every single time. However, with an air fryer, which I've since converted to, uh, it, it, it varies and it depends in large part on the quantity of things that you put in there. Generally speaking, 425 degree in the air fryer for 15 minutes is appropriate. <laughs> Lastly, that's my official position. Blonde, uh, what, why are, uh, why are quote real men ass men? Oh, it's like, I guess why are real men ass men in the TNA debate? I think he means. Why are real men ass men in the TNA debate? Yeah. Why are they that way? Is that the question? I guess, do you think real men are a men? Oh, yeah. I think okay. so, too. You, you've got a question a man that's really into boobs. Hmm. You know? Matt says, why are Reese's better than Snickers? They're not. Lastly, what's the meaning of life? One word answers. Um, one word answer, a purpose. Uh, I would expand more, but I can't. You got another one? No. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't want to go with vengeance or bloodlust. No, that's not a good way to live your life. Oh. Um, oh, I think it's, well, purpose is a really good answer. Now I'm on the spot. Mm. You can take that one. Can I? It I is. Because I, I, I don't want to say joy because that's not really the, the goal of life to be happy. That's not the goal. It's to find meaning. Yeah. Purpose, meaning. That's the same thing. Ripped you off. Phil says nothing in Ukraine is worth another American life. It's just that our foreign policy has been taken over by uh, Phil's enemies. And they uh -huh. love seeing uh, they love seeing uh, people die in wars. Uh, no matter uh, no more. No more of these wars. Phil says if only the GOP <laughs> GOP was as based as the Democrats uh, pretend that they are. Yes, I want. The rights of my enemies curtailed. I don't want millions of my enemies voting themselves resources that end up coming out of my wallet. Um, yeah, if, well, the interesting thing about the point there is that they're right. Is your stuff their right? Because I, I right. wouldn't agree that I want the rights of my enemies taken away. But I certainly would agree that that we're seeing the violation of your rights through the legal process right now. What you're talking about is the violation of your rights by people using um, government as the gun yeah. instead of people respecting the rights of each other and using government as the mechanism of, of securing those rights. So, um, but, uh, you know, as always, I get you, Phil, I, I, uh, I understand the Phil perspective. I think Lil Stanky says, uh, Ayo, uh, <laughs> what the hell is this? Ayo. So uh, this is the Australian translation, um, for, from the Aboriginal lady. Ayo. So this white bitch got pregnant and she's saying it mine, but ain't no way it mine because I ain't trying to be no dad. How I get her to clean it out and let's talk about whether morality coming from God. Oh, well, I that sounds like a conversation I would like to have. Gosh, what the hell have I just read? A little stanky. Well, oh, my gosh. Um, You know what? I'm going to come back. I'm going to come back to the rest of these. Uh, thank you uh, one and all for your chats. Um, will, uh, I'll have to just circle back with you. We will return to them later in the show before I get myself in any more trouble. Let's get back into the news. We left off um, talking about how 
Chen Saki says, hey, uh, who cares if you lost your livelihood because of our Corona nonsense? Just have a drink. Well, it seems like for weeks now we've seen another piece of the Corona nonsense that was gospel the last two years. Suddenly, uh, the truth that would have got you banned on YouTube uh, two years ago has come out and now you can say it because the so-called authorities say it. So I hope that this is another example because again, Susan, this isn't me. This is the CDC, our uh, all-knowing overlords at the CDC. They've said it, so I can't get in trouble for saying it. But uh, this week's entry in in yesterday's unspeakables becoming today's truths is that in the CDC, um, the CDC's weekly report, data from California and New York show that between May and November, so this was the Delta variant era of 2021, People with prior infection, as in you got Corona, you recovered from Corona, you have Corona antibodies. Those people, unvaccinated, just natural exposure and recovery. Those people had lower rates of COVID-19 than those who were vaccinated alone. In fact, six times lower rates. We're not even talking marginally, multiples Lower. Multi- another way to put I that. I told you people that when I deliberately infected a whole bunch of people with coronavirus, I was yeah. saving lives. And look, I was. American hero. Well, um, and it's not just New York and California. The similar rates have apparently been uh, found uh, across countries in that time frame, too. Is she and talking this- specifically about Omicron or any kind of uh, natural immunity from previous infection? This CDC, the the data included in this CDC uh, weekly report is specifically during the Delta era, pre-Omicron. Okay, great. So similar, uh, or uh, let me find my spot. Um, oh, uh, so, okay. So despite the fact that that people with um with this natural immunity did better than vaccinated people um, without that that prior infection, uh, in the Delta era at least, most of what is emphasized in the publications on this story. And on this um, on this report from the CDC is the limitations and the limitations are, well, we don't know that this is true for Omicron. It might have uh, reversed magically from Delta to Omicron. Now, to their credit, they claim this was not true with the original virus variant. The 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 original virus, I suppose, that they say that the, the vaccine immunity was more effective for the original virus for which it was designed. And then when Delta came around, natural immunity became more effective. They don't know what it is or is not for Omicron. They also say we didn't factor in the boosters. So you take five more boosters and maybe you reverse this trend. And of course the CDC and a lot of the publications are going to tell you that the vaccines are the safest protection because the infection necessary to get natural immunity is more risky than the risks of the vaccine in their assessment. But let's say that all of these premises How could they possibly know that? Uh, well, they, uh, they how could they possibly know a lot of things that they claim to know uh, just if they claim to know something today that you find suspect, just uh, check back tomorrow and they will claim that the exact opposite is true and they know it now. But let's say that all those premises are true. Um, let's say that they are correct in their risk assessment. And let's say that the original uh, that the, the, the vaccine was the most effective source of immunity from the original virus, even if those all of those things are true. Got to tell me on what basis now is natural immunity not a consideration for your ridiculous mandates? Right. And I say the correct answer is no mandates. But if you're going to do this, look at the science and the data 
And you can see that natural immunity is six times more effective at preventing future infection. And you're going to tell the guy who got over Corona just fine and who now has protection from the virus at rates exceeding six times his uninfected, unvaccinated neighbor that he can't go to the movie theater or can't go to the restaurant, even though he's more protected, according to the data. And, and, And how... On this topic of of the that natural immunity is more dangerous because you have to have infection to build it, how do we know that? I mean, that is a counterfactual, and and to the point that you brought up earlier, you know, somewhat in jest, but there is a serious point there. You're right that how do we know that a a quicker establishment of natural immunity wouldn't have provided the virus with less pathways of transmission, less opportunities for mutation, and perhaps it might be over by now. We don't know what the death count is if natural immunity was the strategy from the start. And I'm not saying, obviously, I don't think natural immunity is a viable strategy in, say, the nursing home. But is it a viable strategy for healthy 20-year-old people at the gym? Of course yeah, it is. It is. It is for other diseases. I, I, I fail to see why this would be any different. And then this this thing of the vaccine covering only one strain. They were talking from day one uh, about subsequent mutations, how it was a virtual inevitability. So I don't see what the problem is. Also, another thing that they're not talking about, they're going to mandate that all these people with natural immunity have to get the vaccine. Um, all the data show that the the risks conferred to uh, people with natural immunity from the vaccine are considerably higher, that they experience more side effects. The long-term effects are probably worse. How are they going to square that circle? Yeah, I don't know. Um, and my problem They're not even all, addressing that, are they? With all of these arguments, they just get to invent counterfactuals. It seems like every time, say, a vaccinated person out there gets a quote-unquote breakthrough case, they don't even use that term anymore because they've acknowledged that transmission is not prevented. Yeah. So the breakthrough case, they don't even say anymore. A person gets it and says, well, yeah, um, yeah, I'm vaccinated. Yeah, I t- I'm testing positive. Yeah, uh, yeah, I tested positive. Yeah, I even have symptoms, but I for sure would have died if I hadn't taken this. Right. But how do you know? How do you know? That? How yeah. do you know? And they every time that the, the argument falls apart, some ridiculous counterfactual is invented where, well, if it wasn't this, it'd be way worse. How do we know it would be way worse? It's never explained. We just have to. You clearly don't. You also don't know that you uh, didn't get much sicker because you got vaccinated in the same way. So so I don't know why they would just fall in that conclusion. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So uh, once again, you know, they've told us about the masks Uh, in certain contexts. They've told us about the lockdowns. They've now told us about uh, natural immunity and all of the unspeakable lies of yesteryear become Uh, general truths of today one by one by one and we'll just keep chronicling it and um we're all supposed to believe that everyone who said this uh five seconds ago was a crazy person but now the cdc says it it's fine yeah yeah meanwhile uh speaking of those uh vaccine mandates another one of biden's mandates has been halted at least for now on friday a federal judge in texas stopped biden's mandate for federal workers The judge says this case is not about uh, whether or not the workers should get vaccinated. It's about, quote, whether a president can, uh, with the stroke of a pen and without the input of Congress, require millions of federal employees to undergo a medical procedure as a condition of their employment. So for now, the judge has issued a ruling against that mandate for federal workers. The Justice Department says it plans to appeal the decision as a practical matter. It may not really matter that much. Because the federal government says they have, uh, they say ninety eight percent of its uh, of their workforce is vaccinated already, <laughs> so it's a very small 
uh, portion that's holding out on things like um, religious exemption requests. And and it, uh, just like the OSHA uh, mandate, let's say that this one remains blocked. Let's say they appeal it. It stays blocked. Let's say it even goes to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court strikes this one down, too. The question again, even if it's 98 percent, how many uh, the question is not how many of them are vaccinated. The question in the legal setting here is how many of them were illegally forced to vaccinate to vaccinate. Yeah, we and how many of them will have any kind of legal recourse? They won't. Whoopsie. Sorry that we did this illegally, but uh, carry on. Right. And then the um, the long term effects of the vaccine, they're they're cunning in a way, because like that doctor that we were talking, that Indian doctor featured in that Computing Forever video, his name escapes me. Uh, let me know in the live chat what his name is so I can get it correct. But he was talking about the spike proteins, how they're going to elicit this um, this immune response. And it's really going to seize on people's existing vulnerabilities. So if you have cancer, if you had cancer that's in remission, your cancer is going to come back. How, how could you possibly say in five years when your breast cancer comes back that it was a manifestation of the vaccine? The people are going to have no recourse. All I know is their cancer would have been way worse without it. Their cancer. <laughs> they should be thankful. Thankful. That the cancer has come back because it would be way worse. Otherwise, it's really sad. What's what's going to what's going to happen to people? Well, um, speaking of, of the courts and the, the OSHA mandate uh, in particular, that, of course, just got out of the Supreme Court uh, last week or the, the week before. But um, remember the controversy at the hearing? I, I mentioned it briefly, that Washington Post reporting about how Neil Gorsuch didn't wear a mask during the arguments. And at the time, it was speculated that Gorsuch not wearing a mask was the reason that Sonia Sotomayor stayed home and participated in the hearing remotely. Well, on Tuesday, NPR went even further, claiming that Chief Justice John Roberts had ordered or at least uh, sternly asked all justices to wear masks. And Gorsuch had defied this request and that the, the request was made specifically on behalf of the diabetic Sonia Sotomayor. So NPR is reporting not only did Gorsuch not wear a mask, but the chief justice told him to. And he said, no, fuck that bitch. I'll never do it. That which is supposed to make him look bad, but made him look cool to me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> a lot of respect earned for Neil Gorsuch. But it turned out or at least. The justices say that that is not true. So Gorsuch and Sotomayor issued a joint statement denying the claim, quote, reporting that Justice Sotomayor asked Justice Gorsuch to wear a mask surprised us. It is false. While we may sometimes disagree about the law, we are warm colleagues and friends. Roberts also released a statement denying the claim, quote, I did not request Justice Gorsuch or any other justice to wear a mask on the bench. In response NPR, uh, you would think, uh, would retract the reporting or clarify or maybe even name the source that they got this from, because this is yeah. yet another anonymous sources say. Uh, no, in fact, they dug their heels in and they doubled down. NPR wrote another story about a Supreme Court case later in the week and said NPR stands by its reporting. What is incontrovertible is that all justices have at once started wearing masks except Gorsuch. Meanwhile, Sotomayor had stayed out of the courtroom. Instead, she has participated remotely in the court's arguments and the justices weekly conference where they discuss the cases and vote on them. So the fact that everyone decided to wear a mask except Gorsuch means it's definitely true <laughs> that someone told him to wear a mask because of Sotomayor. And he said, fuck that bitch. No way. <laughs> it's Too unbelievable. Bad. And I wish that, that were true. Another one that I 
I like I'm going to go with NPR on this one because I, I, I like the story as it was presented. I hope yeah. that it's true. Yeah. But is is this sort of a a stupid side story? Yeah, it is. But it's also important in what it represents. A made up anonymous source citing bullshit. The subjects of the source coming out to say no, that's not true. That's not what happened. And then yeah. the journalists saying, no, no, no. Doubling I know down. what happened better than you do. Right. Let's be clear. Telling the actual subjects of the story what the, what the story is. This is, you know, this is um, methodologically representative of yeah. a lot of the uh, quote unquote journalism that we that we read every day. I guarantee you that. I would say it's even standard procedure. Yeah. Uh, there was a shocking clip this week uh, out of uh, Quebec or Quebec. Is that how they say it in French Canada? Quebec. It is. Well, there's this. Um, I don't know. This is one of those clips where I feel like I have to be missing something here or the translation is wrong. You're is, really not. It's, okay. I had to watch it three times. I'm like, oh, God. Uh, parents are clearly indoctrinating their kids. I'm sure by by this point, most people have seen this. But this is a Quebec talk show called La Semaine des Fours Julie. Uh, Julie Snyder featured young children advocating for forced vaccination. Let's watch the clip. I will have to read over what they're saying because it's in French. But I will uh, read the subtitles in case you're listening. So are you vaccinated? The kids say, yeah, we both have one dose. Are you in favor of mandatory vaccine? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. what, what should we do with the people who don't want the vaccine? Well, we should call the police. Yes, yes. If they don't have the vaccine, it can make a lot of people in danger. So like what the government does right now, we should cut everything from them little by little until they submit and get vaccinated. Well, you, you guys look like some future politicians. Oh, wow. Clap, clap and applause. So that is apparently exactly what it looks like. Where's Anders Breivik when you need him? Um, disavow. Disavow on that one. Come on, like those kids are going to be an <laughs> asset to society. Jeez. Well, um, I, I got to feel bad. I got to feel bad for the kids. Those kids have been indoctrinated into this. It's those kids. That little girl's <laughs> going to ruin people's lives. It's the adults who are deserving of the uh, harsh scorn in this situation. And the audience. God, did you see them? They're just. Hmm. Orf, orf, orf. And then there's some like super faggy dude that's like, right on. Good for you. He's wearing like Coke bottle glasses. The whole thing's preposterous. It's just an example of how society is failing. This is the future of Canada. Oh, yeah. They can't wait. I don't know much about this particular show, but according to the Post Millennials reporting here, this is the same show that Justin Trudeau appeared on weeks ago when he called the unvaccinated racists and misogynists or said a lot of the unvaccinated are racist and misogynist people. And uh, this also comes at a time when Quebec is working on a plan to tax the unvaccinated. That is their current strategy. Holy shit. Yeah. What are Canadians to do? I mean, things are only marginally better here. You should have got the hell out of French Canada years ago. If you're still Bulls. there, this is what you get. <laughs> you speak French there. What are you even doing? <laughs> yeah. yeah, the writing has been on the wall for, since <laughs> forever. Since the fur trade, dude. Get the hell out of there. Anyway. Uh, okay. I know almost nothing about this Brianna Kupfer murder other yeah. than, um, she worked at a furniture store and a dude walked in and stabbed her after she said, Hey, that guy looks kind of sketchy. Uh, yeah. I, I have lived in LA for years and I was like reading this today. I'm like, where's Hancock park? 
I can't remember. Apparently, I asked my husband. Apparently, it's a pretty nice, ritzy area. This is supposedly an upscale furniture store that this happened at. Yeah. So um, this 24-year-old girl, she was working at this furniture store alone in Hancock Park. And this guy, Sean Laval Smith, came in and started creeping her out. She texted her friend. She's like, I'm alone. There's there's a dude here who's creeping me out. Um, and then he murdered her. Yeah. Stabbed her to death. And then um, it came out that he had just the absolutely most astounding rap sheet I've ever read. In 2019, he was arrested for uh, firing a weapon into an occupied vehicle. So I don't know how that's not attempted murder, but apparently it's not. Mm. Um, And his other prior charges on the East Coast, assault with a deadly weapon, carrying a concealed weapon, assault on a police officer, trespassing, possession of a stolen vehicle, a bunch of misdemeanors, larceny, possession of stolen goods. And um, he just kept they just kept like letting him out and he kept skipping bail and everything like that. And then he goes and fucking murders this chick. She wasn't doing anything wrong. She was just at work. God, man, uh, as you mentioned, prior to the stabbing, Cupfer texted a friend saying she got a, quote, bad vibe from the man who entered the store. The friend did not immediately see the text message at the time. Imagine yeah. being that friend. Uh, that is, that is that's got to be absolutely you, crushing. Even even if she did see it on time, she was she going to call somebody and the police would have been there in time to intervene? Like there's nothing she could have done. Yeah. Uh, it was you're probably 30 about, seconds after that, she was getting hacked to death. I mean, I'm astounded. I saw that the, the Los Angeles County DA came out and said, yeah, we're charging this guy with murder. And I'm thinking, damn, that's how, you know, it's bad that even the DA in LA was like, okay, dude, too far yeah. with the, uh, with the knifing. We're going to bring yeah. you to justice. This is the state of cities though. I mean, you can't inhabit these places. People want to act like, um, like they can just continue to live their normal lives. It's this is going to become. It's going to be, it's going to be Times Square in the seventies. It's going to be uh, Pershing Square in L.A. from the the nineties. They used to have a curfew there, hmm. in downtown L.A. Like you couldn't go to certain areas in the park because it was just too dangerous. Wow. When I lived in L.A. in 2013, 2014, it wasn't that bad. The reports I saw here are that she was working alone. Yeah. At least that's what it says here in the uh, the New York Post uh, piece, which implies to me uh, also no security personnel. She's just yeah. hanging there, hanging out there, um, hanging well, out to be stabbed to death. Store, so it'd be really difficult to steal stuff. That's probably why. It wouldn't be really difficult to stab, though, if you wanted to walk in there and do that. But I suppose even in L.A. or even in urban centers, a crime like this has got to be fairly rare. Just a random approach a person a random, and yeah. stab. Why would they have security? I wonder... I wonder if this was truly random. It just seems so bizarre. She yeah, obviously didn't recognize the guy. Random. If she's texting her friend, this guy gives me a bad vibe. If it was someone she knew, she would say, hey, this guy I know who crept on me at one point or did yeah. this thing. Just a guy that gives me a bad vibe implies to me she didn't know who he was. But even for a crazy criminal, it just seems particularly odd and brutal to go into a store and stab a, a truly random person to death. But maybe maybe he was it a happens career more than criminal inexplicably out on a low level of bail. I think it was like a thousand dollars after what should have been an attempted murder charge. Yeah. This is not like he was just amping up his rap sheet. Yeah, well, we uh, we shall see. He'll probably be released very shortly and stab another chick uh, sometime this week. And we'll talk about that one on Sunday. Yeah, just awful. Any uh, anyway, um, I have several pieces of hoax hate. If you are ready, Mm, I'm ready. All right. Where's my button? Here it is. (laughs) And 
now, the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. You think they'll notice? A small business owner's email from a customer supposedly went viral online and has readers shocked and disgusted in the email. The customer demanded a refund after finding out the business owner is a person of color. Royalties one-stop shop sells self-defense products for women, mostly uh, keychains that have a whistle and a window breaker and a safety alarm with a light and pepper spray and a stun gun. The owner Tisha claims that she received this very authentic and very hateful email recently. Uh, who's going to read it? I have it in the notes. Do you want uh, to? Uh, I, I'll read it. All right. I'll read it. Don't okay. read it like the aboriginal translator lady, though. I know, right? Can you please cancel my order? It says, hey there, actually. Hello there. Ah. Um, unfortunately, I wasn't aware that you're a person of color. and I just don't like to support small business not plural, that do not alien with my version of support. What the fuck does she even mean? Align? Do, do not align, yeah. Before you start and go on a race tyrant, tyrant, tirade yep. is what she meant, please be aware it called, it called. My preference, I really hope you don't make this a difficult process of me receiving my hard-earned money back. Uh, because we are all aware of how you people like to act. What does that say underneath? The uh, win things. Oh, when things do not go your way. I would also suggest you put something that discloses you're a person of color. I expect to receive my refund no later than tomorrow. Um, one eighteen twenty two. If if comma I don't receive a refund, I will be filing a dispute with my bank and going on social media and letting my large following know you are refusing to give me my money back also happy holiday not plural isn't it your people holiday too you know how i know a black person wrote this that hmm. because they didn't pluralize anything <laughs> it's singular is just all the way down i really want to know is the um this stuff about like the, the misused words uh this like tyrant stuff uh alien it's a black person with a limited vocabulary pretending that they're an educated white person and then still sounding like a stupid black person or is it trying to make it it is the letter that dumb or is it trying to make the letter sound dumb no they it's, were trying to make the letter sound smart but they couldn't because they were too dumb okay um now uh she also had a uh, the, the the reason that this became news is because she posted this email as you can see in a TikTok video explaining the email and asking uh, her viewers for advice on how to respond. Here is some of that TikTok video. So this morning I received an email asking for a refund because they do not support businesses of color. They f went on to furthermore say, "Please don't make this about a race tyrant. We know how you people like to act." What do you mean by you people? How do we like to act? How do you expect somebody to act when it's 2022 and you're still giving this type of energy? Furthermore, outside of this being a client, you can't miss that I'm a person of color. I make it very known. You see me in my social medias. You see me on my website. There's a whole, a whole page on my website that's about the owner. So there's no confusion on the pigmentation in my skin she, she pluralized that one she said social medias 
She did. Incorrectly. <laughs> gotcha. Your whole theory is... It's a lack is... of understanding of when to do that. That's the real issue. But she says, uh, oh, how did you confuse me? Uh, how did you not know I was black? Right. The first link on your website is a picture of you, is a link to a picture of you with uh, this ridiculous attempted MySpace angle that does not help in any way. Yeah. There's there's nobody who went to this website thinking, aha, a, here is a clearly Aryan business aligned with my racial views. And I would love this sort of uh, very obscure um, uh, keychain with uh, all these things hanging off of it to, to break windows and shine lights in people's faces and things. None of this happened. And, how and bizarre. You'll be shocked to learn uh, how convenient she posted a follow-up video a few days afterward. Wow, the overwhelming support is unreal. Look at all the orders I have to ship out. Unbelievable. Wow, what a surprise. What luck. Mm. What, I'm glad the community has rallied against this obviously real story about a racist email that you received. I hate but, this timeline. Well, this um, this story out of Canada is something else. We might be, as I mentioned at the top of the show, we might be looking at our first ever story of a, not just a hoax hate crime, not just a hoax racist email, a hoax mass grave. Yeah, I mean, we're Canada. never going to find out. Uh, because I don't think they're going to attempt to exhume these supposed bodies. It's like too much of an undertaking and then the hoax will be revealed. So it's easier just to be like, let's just not talk about this. <laughs> That's how all the hoaxes go. Uh, don't look into it too much. Just believe me and move on. You just believe me. Right. So last year, we, we may have talked about it at the time. I don't remember. There, there was this explosive report that claimed that the remains of 215 children had been discovered at a Canadian residential school. And the remains were reported. This is how it was reported. They were reportedly discovered by an anthropologist using ground penetrating radar to discover the remains allegedly buried on the grounds between 1890 and 1978 um, while the Kamloops Indian Residential School operated. So even when I read this story, I was like, oh, they they found the bodies, right? That's what that implies. They discovered bodies through radar. Yes. And then Trudeau said remains were found. At the former Kamloops resident, residential school breaks my heart. Um, it is a painful reminder of that dark and shameful chapter of our country's history. Everybody jumped on top of this. But <laughs> the Canadian journal Dorchester Review questioned this discovery seven months after the remains were reported. There's this professor, Jacques Royard. He's professor emeritus um, in the Department of History at University of Montreal. And he wrote uh, in the journal that the anth anthropologist who discovered the remains... Uh, by Lou, I don't know how to say this, Bill Yu. She's young and she's only been an instructor um, at this shitty university since 2018. And her preliminary report, which is what was reported on, is actually based on depressions and abnormalities in the soil of an Abbott orchard near the school, not on exhumed remains <laughs> at okay. all. <laughs> so wait, wait, it's not at the school and it's not remains. And it's also not remains, yeah. Okay. The professor added... That. That new research on the subject was revealed at a July 15th press conference where Beaulieu uh, slightly reduced the number of remains she claimed from 215 to 200 and said they're probable burials. Oh. She said that uh, after she barely scratched the surface, she found many disturbances in the ground, such as tree roots, metal, and stones. And those disruptions picked up in the radar led her to conclude that the grounds have multiple signatures that present like burials. So how did she get to that number, I wonder? 
two because there were probably that many depressions. I don't know. There were probably a similar number of depressions in the ground. There's probably all sorts of shit down there. Oh my god. Um, she cannot confirm that what she discovered are the remains of children or tree roots, since the site has not been excavated. And excavation, they will not do. You say? I'm. Sh- I mean, do you think they're going to? It's just going to be immediately revealed as a hoax. And I take it Justin Trudeau and company, anybody who um, sensationalized this X amount of years ago, they have not followed up on the uh, the narrative falling apart. No, surely not. I won't hold my breath, I suppose. Uh, did you see this Patriot Front video? Yep. So uh, perhaps you've heard of Patriot Front, which, of course, is the totally legit and not at all Fed boy organization of white supremacists who show up at various protest events to advance their very authentic and organic views about uh, nationality and racial purity and all of those things. This week, Unicorn Riot published 400 gigabytes of supposed Patriot Front communications data, some of which, uh, I guess, plots the defacement and vandalism of public works of art that confront and illuminate racial and social inequality. Supposedly, this video was part of the the data leak. This is uh, Patriot Front members who are very real and very sincere, delivering some sort of video message. And then when they think the video message has stopped when the camera has stopped recording they say sig heil uh-huh. life liberty victory life liberty victory want to check it out damn That's son that take. might be a cut That's yeah. a good take right there sig fucking heil let's fucking go we'll fucking <laughs> say that now that it's over Pierce! i want to have my finger on uh-huh mhm mm-hmm. and <laughs> i think right after this they uh they got in their truck to deliver the explosives to the uh, Gretchen Whitmer plotters is what <laughs> happened right, right after this. It's time to go, guys. Hurry up. We're late. If you uh, if you read the replies on Twitter, it is it's really interesting to just scan through them because there's basically two things being said. One is half of people saying, well, I can't believe anybody would believe that's real. And then the other half are people saying I can't believe people don't believe what's right in front of their eyes as though that was an authentic, believable presentation. So do you th- who do you think it was? I don't know. Um, as far as I understand, the video is sourced within what is supposed to be the leaks from uh, from Patriot Front. But yeah, I don't with- care that this is real. I mean, it's lame. That's the worst part it's, about all it's of this. Painful. If, if it's that's painful real. to watch. If that's real, it's like you guys are fucking lame. Yeah, if it's and, not real, then this, these actors are fucking lame. I hope they got paid a lot by the FBI. The FBI does pay pretty well. Speaking of the Whitmer thing, the guy, the main dude in the, Dan, the Fed, the guy who was basically the architect of the whole thing, the FBI paid him in total compensation, something like 50 grand. Really? Oh, yeah. It was a it was a full time salary to make that mm. plot happen. Uh, happened Yikes. now some of it wasn't all cash i think they gave him like a truck or there were other non-cash assets that were uh, in They're effect dealing in non-cash assets, assets well it's just like i think that that figure was also factored in with um like payment for hotels and other organizational things but then they, you're a fed you know? yeah you're they didn't rat. just cut him checks they paid certain bills 
Well, and then there's this one. Uh, this is not fake in any way, as far as I understand, uh, other than we don't know exactly who did it. So it's possible there's some hoax element, but it's just something of a similar theme that quite honestly is hilarious. In Sumter, South Carolina, a road sign was changed to display the racist message. Uh, what was the racist message? Honk if you hate N-words. The digital message was placed in a high traffic area, supposed to be used to warn drivers about an ongoing road construction project. I, I, it wasn't up for long, and I, they don't report in the story how many honks they received. I don't know. I mean, would you honk? Just I might. I, I might, might honk. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I don't might. know what to say. <laughs> this happened last Saturday. By Sunday night, police made an arrest. A 17-year-old, he has been charged with aggravated breach of peace and is being held by the South Carolina Department of Juvenile Justice because he's a juvenile under South Carolina law. His name is not being released. Now, Sumter police did release an image of this person when they were searching for him, but he's entirely covered up. So it's really hard to gather any characteristics about him other than the fact that they say he's 17. Perhaps there's a hoax element here. Just rolling the demographic dice, Sumter is 49% black. Just something to consider. Possible. I have no idea who this kid is, though. 43% white in Sumter. He's probably Doesn't... just some... If he's white, he's probably just some edgelord. Yeah, who this knows? Funny. I, I don't know if he's a member of Patriot Front or not, or who the hell he is. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. I also have a piece of surprise cringe for you. And this one is okay. a doozy. Are you ready? Uh, no, I'm never ready. Too bad. Okay. okay, so now all plans over, should we go out and do something on the weekend? I mean, the new Spider-Man movie's coming out. Oh, that is true. Great idea. <laughs> hey, two tickets to see Spider-Man, please. Sure thing. Can I just see your vaccination certificates first, please? Of course. Here you go. Um, my parents haven't let me get vaccinated yet. I mean, you're over 14. You don't actually need to get their permission. I don't. Want to go do it now? Go on a backstage? That sounds fun. Cool. Let's go. Yeah, can I just see your arm? Thank you. Here you go. Make sure you have it. See you next time. What is this? Were those supposed to be two people that were dating? So, uh, yes, what, what you just saw is uh, that got vaccinated by some fat muzzy, <laughs> a, a TikTok propaganda video in which a young girl diverts her lesbian date from the movie theater to the clinic for, yes, a vaccine from a Muslim. And uh, if you're wondering, yes, that is, in fact, government propaganda, Australian no. government propaganda, at least tangentially so that video is from the account of the uh, youth affairs council victoria they call themselves the leading policy advocate for young people in victoria and yakvic i guess as they call it that's what the account is on tiktok it's an independent non-profit but its core uh, funding is from the victorian government's office for equality and youth and then ironically, if you scroll down on Yakovic's about page here at the bottom, it says, hey, uh, about all those photos of kids that we have on this website, we have full consent from young people and their guardians where necessary to use the imagery for these special purposes. So while we're coaching kids that you don't need parental consent to go get the vaccine, we have the full consent of the parents to use their images, though. And that's what really matters. Oh and get God. this. If you 
This is a remarkable detail that people analyzing every single detail in this noticed. Did you catch the part where the older woman, there's the young girl who says, my parents haven't let me get vaccinated yet. And the, the person, the woman she's on a date with looks older. Yeah. Now, this obviously is not her because, but she puts up her vaccine passport and the name on the passport is Jane Citizen, something generic. The birth date is July 16th, 1975. Oh, I don't means, like that math. Which means it's like a 46 year old woman dating 15, 16, some teenage girl. Now, again, I get they're They're not trying to say that she's Jane Citizen, I don't think. But it is bizarre that that detail was just thrown in there. Why, why wouldn't you make oh her birth God. date something closer to <laughs> to 14 this, years old? Yeah, yeah. it's just what it, what a 46 year old a date on a lesbian date with like a 15 year old going to get the vaccine from a Muslim without telling her parents because she doesn't have to. You still want to disavow Andrews Brevik? You tried to save you're the really, world from this. You're, you're really twisting my arm. <laughs> really oh my twisting God. my arm here. What do you want? No, but um, God, the depths of that are um, pretty amazing. How did and, I not see that? Yikes. Uh, I, you know who I, I, that was sent to me by some of our faithful down under. I think, uh, I think it might've been sent to me by Smegma Bukaki himself. Oh, I might really? have that wrong, but it was, old um, Smegma Bukaki. It was one of our listeners down, uh, in Victoria. So Godspeed wow. to you guys down there as always. This but, is so um, demoralizing. Ugh. And I, 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 I'm not a TikTok guy. I'm not a TikTok user, but I thought, oh man, I got to check out the comments on this one. I can't wait. You click the comments turned off. They're gone. Well, I guess I can't, I can't see them because I'm not logged in on this page, but no comments. How come they can do stuff like this on the internet and I can't say that these people need to be killed. <laughs> well, they are, they, they just, they, they want to stab children without parental consent for the greater good. Don't you understand? That is so crazy. And then uh, I didn't even address because I was so astonished by everything else going on. I didn't even address this whole thing of like, just don't tell your parents. You don't need your parents permission. Uh, yeah, there, there's that whole element. I, I can't I wish I could be a fly on the wall in the room where they're dreaming up this idea. OK, not only is it a date where they go on, a, they turn it into a vax date, but make sure it's lesbians and make sure that the clinic worker is a Muslim and make sure that all the rainbow boxes are checked as this happens in the most yeah. preposterous scenario ever presented. Yeah, this is so absurd. Um, but I mean, also, th this has got to be viewed as just incredibly uncool by the youth. This yeah, is so out of touch. Like no kid anywhere saw that and was like, oh, I think I should get vaccinated. There are probably actual orphans who left their housing facilities if they're provided by these people. Nope, fuck you guys. I'd rather live on yeah. the streets. I yeah. don't care. I'm taking my taking my chances out there. For real. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it is time for the movie review. If you're ready. I am. Let's get into it. In a world of movie references flying over his head, one man will finally watch them. <laughs> this is the Matt and Blonde Show Movie Review. 
Tonight's movie is Monty Python's 1979 entry Life of Brian, in which a boy named Brian is born on the same date next door to Jesus Christ, only to be confused for the Messiah later in life and sentenced to the same fate, crucifixion. And we don't have nominator commentary this week because if you recall back to last week's show, we called an audible because this is the birthday pick of blonde's dad happy birthday to blonde's dad happy but birthday dad i Love figured you. In, in lieu of the nominator uh commentary you could give us an idea of why your dad is eager to have us watch and review this movie wow i don't even know the answer to that um my dad is he's always quoted this movie i think that in with millennials especially we don't have this uh taste for british humor or sketch comedy that our parents did, but, but I think the stuff on, on Catholicism and on religion, uh, there, there's just excellent one-liners throughout. Uh, and, and my dad has just been repeating them my whole life. He just loves this film. He always has. Um, so yeah, I told him for his 70th birthday that, w- that we would do this. And I also told him that you're going to hate it. Skag and I have not talked about this. We haven't talked about it. I haven't read his review, but I can say with, I'm, I'm very confident. What not hundred percent. I'm 90% confident that you gave this a sub two stars, maybe one star. We'll see. But first, you fucking hated it. But first, first your review and your rating. Yeah, I know British humor isn't for everyone, neither is sketch comedy, but keeping that in mind and going into it, knowing that it is both of those things, I really enjoyed rewatching it. I haven't seen it in probably, oh, gee, it's probably been like 20 years. 20 years. Hmm. So it was like watching it for the first time. Uh, some of the best stuff. I, I loved the Sermon on the Mount, how it's from the perspective of all these people in the nosebleeds <laughs> and they're just fighting with each other and they can't understand what what he's saying. The, the, the lady's like, blessed is the meek. That's that's nice. The cheesemakers. He, he say the cheesemakers. Um, that was a that was a crack up. And then I love the women dressing up as men to go for the to the stonings because that's totally what would happen women are just way more into the gore and the drama of things like that and they couldn't really participate in society so i thought that was really funny and then of course um they would they were just so ahead of the times on this tranny thing like i want you to call me loretta because i want to have a baby and they're just appalled they're like you don't have a womb like where's (laughs) where's the baby gonna gestate like just call me loretta um and then of course there's a lot of there's some good jew singers Jew zingers in there. Um, and there's a lot of good commentary on groupthink. Maybe that appealed to you. Hmm. Uh, there's that scene where Brian's like, you've all got to think of a uh, thing for yourselves. And then they all say back, uh, we all have to think for ourselves. <laughs> so generally, I think it was ahead of its time in terms of gender issues and this transgender phenomenon and the perils of, of groupthink. I think it was just... It was great fun. Great fun. Four out of five. Hmm. Well, um, you know me well, and uh, I feel bad because I don't I don't know your dad personally. I don't want to insult your dad personally. Um, Tell me, is it is it one or two? It's I, I fucking hate uh, this movie. I hated everything about it. And you're the things that you're talking about. I wonder if maybe some of it was there are some things to be appreciated in the writing. If I could understand what the hell they're saying half the time between the thick accents and the kind of intentional muffling, that is the ridiculous voices that are presented specifically with characters like Brian's mom, who I, I, for the love of God, please just die off or just you gotta go put the, the subtitles on. Holy. Okay. So, but I always start with the best 
And you already hit uh, point one for me. Uh, there's almost nothing about the writing or the performance of this movie that I enjoyed. However, the Loretta scene was spooky accurate to today. Yeah. And you've explained how. And the video, if you've never seen the movie, is in the um, is in the review. So you can check that scene out. It's like three minutes. It is crazy. Uh, it, it's um, what's the point of fighting to have babies if you can't have babies was the line. It's symbolic of our struggle against against oppression. Yeah, we have to he we have to fight for his right to have babies, even if he can, even if he doesn't babies. have the right, right. Or even if he doesn't have the ability. It, it was an interesting scene. And it was Judith um, that, that said that, too. Right. Uh, I she's part of that dialogue, but it's the um, I'm pretty sure that the only woman was the one that was like, we need to fight for the right for you. Yeah, to do this you're right. If you never she was it. supportive. Hmm. Uh, th- I thought the closing song was catchy. That has been playing in my mind all week long and the whistling. Uh, I can't deny that, that the, the, and I know that song has been played. It's obviously supposed to be sort of ironic or sarcastic as they're all crucified, but that song has been played at funerals and been played at all sorts of, you know, supposedly bad events as a reminder of looking at the bright side of life. And I, the song's good. I can appreciate that. But as far as uh, just my inability to enjoy this mu- it's movie or this movie, I just don't find it funny. Like, ha ha, I get it. The, the combat is clumsy. Oh my God. They, they're not, their fighting is awkward. The, the high pitched voices and specifically Brian's mom, which I'll get to in a minute. Um, the, the comedy is always, Oh, look, we're having uh we're having an argument in spite of a more pressing matter. We should be attending to that, but we're arguing about something stupid. Hilarious. Absolutely. Absolutely hilarious. Um, and then it's just Brian screaming and running away from things repeatedly. And that's pretty much the movie repeated several times. And the best I can say is that there's, it's not that long. It's 90 minutes. So it ends the misery relatively quickly. But um, this high pitched voice, the, the, the Brian's mom character, I couldn't stand be, as though just a man uh, presenting as a woman is inherently funny for some reason, but then using the most annoying, non understandable voice possible. That was bad enough, but then they brought it back for another character. They have that old man that Brian runs into later who speaks in the same goddamn voice played by the same guy. And I have to look at his balls as he's running around. Not funny. Still not funny. Even with his balls, balls. still not funny. And then maybe you can explain it to me. What the hell was that spaceship bullshit? I don't know. I don't remember seeing that. But I don't remember much from the film when I watched it when I was young. Yeah. Um, but I, I do remember thinking when I watched it recently, like, huh, that kind of came out of nowhere. It's just to me, unless I'm missing something, maybe someone can explain it to me. It's just, wow, look how absurd and silly this is. But it's British totally humor. It's 70s British humor. But it's totally unrelated to any premise or any setting of the movie. It makes no oh, sense. The alien thing. Yeah. I totally unexplained. And I guess the comedy is, wow, look how outrageous this is. But without anything linking it to the premise or the logic of the movie, I don't get the comedy. It just doesn't make any sense. It's just annoying. I, mean, I can't I can't convince you that something is funny if it doesn't do. It That's you. true. Yeah, it, it, it's not a I guess my, my problem is that that comedy relies on some sort of logical connection to the premise. And, and it seemed like that there's no connection whatsoever. Did you laugh at biggest dickus? Well, that that is, I, I guess, what you could say about my review. Wait until biggest dickus hears of this. He's going to be very, very angry because it's a it's a one wiki for me. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. And may it's, God have mercy on your soul. It's right down there with Blade Runner. 
Uh, what was the other one? Doctor Strange Love. Are those my? Are those the only two one wickies I've given? And you like no, oh, dogma? Oh, um, uh, the only other one was um was the obligatory one wiki for Leon the Professional. Fine. But at least this didn't have pedo themes. Okay, so it's not the worst. Happy birthday, Dad! <laughs> now I, I feel bad. If I ever do meet your dad, I'm going to have to shake his hand and look him in the eye and say I'm sorry for what I've done to a movie that holds a special place in your heart. But maybe. He would grant me the decency of a heart-to-heart -heart conversation about what it is that I've missed and what I don't understand about the wisdom that supposedly exists in this film. I don't know. I think with British humor, you either you either think it's funny or you don't. I am in the latter. Uh, I, I don't I don't get it at all. So, um, can I get you to watch something on you on uh, Netflix? Uh, like what a movie or a series? No, it's a, it's a okay. I'm not into sketch comedy. I don't like it. But I was watching the show with my brother called um, I think you should leave, and I'm pretty sure that show's hilarious. So I kind of want a second opinion on it. I don't know anybody else that's watched it. How much of a time commitment is it? Like, Each episode's 15 minutes. How many episodes? I mean, it, there's two seasons, but like we watched it in like a night. But I'll could I get a handle on, on this one? Out of a couple of episodes? Yeah. Or would I have to watch it all? Well. Either every either people see things I don't get or they're just doing this to uh, to to spite me. But uh, it, the, the majority, not the majority, the plurality rating from the audience right now is five wikis. However, oh, it's because people love my dad. That's my I one mean. wiki team is not too far behind it. Almost a quarter of the vote. So perhaps a polarizing movie. We'll see if uh, we'll see if that evens out as the votes come in. And next week we will get back to Dread. That was supposed to be up this week, but of course we um, we changed the movie to uh, accommodate Blonde's dad's birthday. So we will return to Dread for next week, and then we have a fresh list of nominations for February from listener Charles. The new nominations are The Fifth Element, The Big Lebowski, Network, RoboCop, Predator, Office Space, and Rear Window. Is that a <gasps> good? That is a great list. A bunch of those were on my original list. Mm. Rear Window. That's a fantastic movie. I have seen a couple of them, but of course that doesn't eliminate them from consideration. I won't say which because I don't want that to influence people's votes. But the ones that I've seen, I have a generally favorable view of. Let's put it that way. Oh, I've talked about hating the Big Lebowski so many times on this on this show. That's that not I, one that I've seen, but I feel like it's probably a movie I would like oh, based so on my overrated. knowledge of it. Oh, God. I love the Coen Brothers, too. That That fucking movie. I've never seen Network. Hmm. Well, uh, as a reminder, if you'd like to read my movie reviews, if you want to comment how wrong I am about Life of Brian or any of the others, you want to submit your own rating, vote for the next one, or sign up for the chance to uh, be the movie nominator for the month, the one and only place to do that is in my weekly movie review column linked in the description and on the homepage of the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com. I wonder if there will be a handful of comments this week from uh, people claiming to be Blonde's dad that just say, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Uh, I know. We, we shall see. I thought this was going to be um, <laughs> like something that I could do for him where I could get out of buying him a present, but I think I'm going to have to buy him a present now. We probably owe him a gift after after that one. Yeah. But, uh, well, happy birthday. And uh, I feel bad, but that doesn't, I that can't Skag make hated me be kind your movie to this And one. you're old. Sorry. <laughs> what a great day. <laughs> All right. It's not um, for another few days. All right. Now that the stress of that is over, uh, we can get to chat. We'll call it a show. Mark, let's see. Uh, Mark Laflame says, if you'd spent your life as a journalist, would you get out at this point or would you strive to do something great before it all comes crumbling down? I mean, I think I would 
I would keep trying. People, um, journalists still could do some good. They could, they could still try. Um, who's that Egypt finger bang chick? I always forget her name. What? Uh, Lara, Laura. Oh, Laura. Are you talking? <laughs> yeah. Laura Logan. Laura Logan. I always want to say Laura Linney. That's right. Didn't I, she get mobbed by uh, at, at the Arab Spring or something like that? Yeah. She said some exceptionally dumb stuff, but she still keeps trying to turn it around. And for that, I thank her. And I think the journalists should still they should still strive to use their platform for good. Shouldn't they? she just got in trouble for comparing Fauci to a Nazi or something like that? She mm. she got. I take issue with that as well. She <laughs> Fauci is not on that level. All right. The no. Fauci is nowhere near that cool. No, okay, He's not efficient. He's not tall and Aryan. <laughs> tiny little incompetent Italian man. <laughs> All right. Um, mechanized. I don't even know what that is. Uh, an update for the inflation tracker. The commissary at Fort Campbell has no cream cheese for months and is low on cheese. Also, unvaxxed soldier have not been kicked out right on brother you keep at it i've heard from a handful and thank you guys who are sending me those emails um because and i don't i don't know if everyone's experience is the same obviously but uh it does appear that there's just a lot of at least in certain places in the military a lot of bullshit about this that that when it actually comes down to punishing you it's a it's a lot of talk and then they just don't do it I'm sure there are plenty of people who would email me and say, no, I, I definitely was. So yeah. it's not me saying <laughs> I, everywhere. I, I got kicked out. But I, I got a handful this week of guys saying something to that effect across various um, really? places in the military. Yeah. Well, that's encouraging. Um, Biden's ask rack. Matt and I once made a deal with the mayor of Moscow, but lost out on it. Could have been a hairy leg and pool event, <laughs> but true. And what does this say? I don't know. I don't have it in front of me. I'm afraid of saying this because I'm afraid it's going to be some kind of like racial slur. Pressure really messes with my bowels. Let's go Biden. Fuck Joe Biden. <laughs> Thank you. Come on, man. Uh, Albert, Albertus Magnus. Dear Blonde. Okay, 70 is old. I'm 65 and closing in on 70. I hope I make it to 90 plus. Old may not be ideal, but it sure as hell beats the alternative. You too will someday be old. Remember that politeness towards the old is A plus. Yeah, I mean, when I was a teenager, I also thought that 34 fucking old oh yeah real old it's just a matter of perspective i don't say this with delusion yeah it's not uh i don't have any delusions about no um, about that truth and of course in that in the way that you're talking about um being old is a uh, a badge of honor in many ways it means that you have survived a lot means that you've gone through a lot means you should have yep. the wisdom that goes with it so yeah. I mean, I don't know. I make fun of the damn kids just as much, too. And our own generation. I mean, the whole premise of the show is that millennials are trash. So they, they really are. Aren't yeah. They? Um, we're right in the middle of the millennial generation, aren't we? I don't know when it technically starts. We might My be a husband's little... technically a millennial and he was born in 1981. OK, I would guess that we're probably on the early side of it, the early half, but maybe somewhere in the middle. I don't know. Yeah. I can look it up while you keep going. Epic bonkers. I and Jonald the Clown will yield our time once we've said that what we've wanted to this week. My motorcycle has ejection seats, so don't worry when I leave this meeting before the feds arrive. <laughs> that one guy could have used an ejection sheet. Yeah, uh, for seat real. For sure. Uh, Nineteen eighty. Oh, the so official start like of uh, millennial, the millennial generation. Yeah. Gosh, is he going to be forty-one? Wow. 
Uh, Brett Sturat. Tim Pool keeps saying, get out of the cities with, inc- with the increased tyranny, but unless you are a millionaire, people need to live where the jobs are. Do you all have advice on this as people mm. who are success- who successfully became self-employed? Um, yeah, I mean, become successfully self-employed and then leave uh, the city. Uh, we, which sounds, I mean, it does sound hard to do, and certainly I, I wouldn't say like, oh yeah, start a podcast. Like, There are different ways to do to achieve that. And it doesn't even mean like totally self-employed. So if you can go to a place, obviously it's easier said than done to just relocate and start a new life and a new job. But if you go to a place somewhere more in the middle of the country in general, you're going to have a lower cost of living that corresponds with potentially lower earnings. And even if you have to take a job that you might consider humbling, that doesn't earn as much money as you'd like, um, say, you know, just working whatever in in the city that you end up in, even if it's a small town, there's so much opportunity on the internet to do all sorts of things. Maybe you have a talent yeah. for, I don't know. I mean, maybe you're good with woodworking. Maybe you're good with certain, um, I don't know, artistic products, or you're good with, there's some skill that you have that could potentially be sold or marketed on the internet. For example, people make an insane amount of money on Etsy shops with cool yeah. handmade products. I'm not saying that's for everybody, but I'm just saying if you sit down and think about what skills you have or things that you could do as a source of side revenue, because at the end of the day, what is a full-time thing for me and us now, which is this channel and this show and all the other things started as a hobby source of side revenue for me. It was Mm -hmm. all right. I like doing video game stuff and I can get some modest ad revenue from Google if I post these stupid videos. Lo and behold, the uh, the attention to it got more serious over time and it became a real thing. Yeah. So just just even if you can't focus on it full time, find a side thing, do side things and you'll be surprised where they go. Yeah, that's definitely true. And get some different irons in the fire because you don't know what thing is going to work out. Yeah. Uh, this is not my only income stream. So why uh, be Nick says old jello bones won't be walking away from that one. Yeah, really. Uh, yeah, uh, the motorcycle dead. man he did yeah yeah if you watch some of those angles uh jello is probably way too rigid for what he became i mean it's it's bad and you know in it, it's almost like a movie scene because his blood was draining into the street uh, like, oh it, it's gnarly i look forward to uh watching it from several angles after that <laughs> albertus magnus tom hanks has sold a soul to the devil everything he said was false yeah i know i don't like this attitude that he's america's hero or americans america's golden boy i've always thought he was creepy hmm. and weird and aidsy because of philadelphia hal edwards <laughs> says happy birthday blondes dad happy birthday dad um trapped to the world hanks in the simpsons movie was supposed to be uh, a shot at w in real life uh, Biden undermined all faith in the government. Also, how disconcerting is the jump cut at the end? Biden couldn't even st- even say two sentences. Was there a jump cut? I didn't notice. Uh, in the Tom Hanks video, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, you know, actually, it might have been me who cut it. So oh, I would double okay. check that because I, I cut a lot of these things for time. So to be fair to the most popularly elected president of all time, check the video and see if I did it or if uh, if Joe's team did it. Gotta be fair. He's fair to you, you know. Yeah. Um, Aaron Moyo says, saying there were more jobs created in 2020, 2021 than the last 80 years is like saying that Hollywood is making more franchises than ever before. Movie franchises. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a meaningless statement. Shane Lewis. 
Reagan took nukes away from Ukraine and promised them our protection. You can argue about whether or not it was right for us to do that. But I think in some ways we have to keep our word so that people trust us in the future. It was clearly mm. not right for, for us to do that. We, we have no right to do that, to dictate who has nuclear weapons. I don't know the history on that, but a you know, context that would be relevant to the certain consideration for sure. Um, Blackwing, dear Brandon, your voting restriction bill is unconstitutional. These are states' rights, and your federal government will BTFO unless you want to welcome yet another loss in the courts. Uh, the, yeah, Let's well, go, Brandon. I agree. They're not going to pass it, at least, and they're not going to pass it uh, next time around because they, <laughs> unless this election is very heavily fortified, they are not gaining seats in Congress. That is not no, happening. indeed. Trapped of the world, 2000 election, illegitimate, 2016 election, illegitimate, 2018 Georgia election, illegitimate, 2020 most legitimate election of all time, yeah. 2022 election, pre-illegitimate. Yeah, I noticed a pattern. <laughs> You're right. Once you map it out, you can observe some things. Clyde G, 88, Ukraine is Russia's breadbasket. It's why they have uh, tried this before and they need to secure their food supply before the next world war starts. They see we are weak and this is their only chance hmm. interesting this, this looks like it, it has potential to get pretty bad in the next uh you know in the, in the coming weeks here and I, I don't know enough about the relationship between those two places and and what to expect and who's going to make what move but i do know that if we are trying to pull people out of there and if we are talking about deploying thousands of troops that's not good uh, this it seems like a, a bad outcome is likely or at least highly um or at least uh, probable, more likely than not, potentially. Um, well, uh, communist Russians have caused two mass starvation events in Ukraine. Hmm. So I suppose there's reason to be concerned, but they're no longer communist in the same way that they were. So I don't know. Librarian Laura, just want to thank you both for giving me courage to push back publicly on leftism at my mask free library. I recently bought Irreparable Damage, The Tuttle Twins, and Brave Book series and more. Love your humor, logic, and bravery. You're helping many. Thank you. What a thoughtful thing to say to us. That really, it's a it's a real shot in the heart. I really appreciate it. And you know, people like you um, doing stuff on the ground level, you're influencing more people than you realize. It's hugely important. And so the, appreciate your commentary, but the bravery is, uh, is all yours. Is yours. I sit on the internet. Yeah. I am on yeah. a screen talking to people. They can't it's really, really easy. Yeah. I mean, it's much more difficult for them to come and, um, and bother me in real life. Whereas when you're putting yourself in the flesh, uh, on the line, it's, uh, you make, you might make some enemies who are your neighbors. So I, ad- yep. I admire that bravery. That's the bravery that I'm, that I'm not doing. I just, uh, I just talk on the computer, which is much safer. Uh, Seagram's Jen. Anytime they say our democracy, they mean uh, DNC globalist agenda. You can just substitute it in nearly any sentence they publish. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Tappy Lee, can we get a Matt v. John Doyle debate in the future of the Constitution of the country? Uh, I mean, I'm open to talking to most people. I, I'm actually unfamiliar with him, so I, I, I wouldn't be able to say. But in general, I'm, an, I'm not automatically opposed to talking to anybody. But I... Uh, I'd have to get an invitation or um, figure out who he is to um, to see if it'd be something that I would want to organize myself. There's a Albertus. lot of guys named John Doyle, it turns out. <laughs> it's a common Albertus name. Magnus. Um, the most disturbing and frightening thing, the number of people who take Biden, is the number of people who take Biden, Harris, and Saki seriously. My messages are being refused for content. Ugh. 
as in it's YouTube hard to is take them serious. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Thank you, Susan. Appreciate it as always. Mm. Hillbilly deluxe. It's not box wine. It's card Bordeaux. <laughs> That's a good I one. Like I like it. that. Very fancy. Boogeyman says, cheers. Cheers to you. Donate 2K. Thank I did you. some aesthetic customization. So Matt, was that a Confederate flag, an iron cross or a backward swastika you painted on the roof of your Lesbo mobile? <laughs> no, no so decals or anything. It is a very beautiful, shiny black car. And, um, I've kept it in really good, really good shape. Um, it's probably the last black car I would ever buy, though. It, black cars, when they're cleaned up and shiny, look great, look amazing. But, but when they're dirty, five seconds after you leave a car wash. Exactly. And the winter here, I don't even bother because yeah. it's there's no point. Yeah. So it probably won't be done again. But um, it was a great car. And it, it, it was the right car to buy at the time. And um I just I, I won't do that again. It's it's too much time cleaning and waxing the car. And I'm mm. I got other things to do at this stage in my life. You know, I bought my car because it's a little sparkly. That's why I bought it. What color is the car? It's black. Oh, you currently have one too. Mm-hmm. So do you bother? Grill. It's a black I mean, I I like get it waxed annually. I've only had it for a year. So I've got Do you try it to keep once. it clean or have you given up already? Oh, it's a total mom car. It's just trash mm. on the inside. And then well, I, I just mean um, like even on the outside, do you keep it shiny or do you just, I try go? when there's no snow because it's just yeah. totally pointless. I've already scratched it up backing out of my parents. So. Hmm. Yeah. I'm not a good driver. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Denoa says, um, hi Matt. I always watch your individual vids. First time watching a live one. You both rock. I'm in Montana and stuck in California. Oh, sorry to hear that, man. Get the hell out of there. I, you yeah. talk about talking about the dangers of sticking around in Ukraine. It's much more dangerous to hang around in California. Get out. Yeah. Yesterday. But, yep, uh, exactly. you know, truth, truth be told, if you come back here and I assume maybe you do, it, it's just California junior in many of, uh, the old stomping grounds. You come back to Bozeman, you come back to Missoula. They're all here. It's basically the same people. Yeah, but it's true. Uh, you know, at, at least maybe there are a, they're not as concentrated, but they're they're coming up. Uh, Negro Fago, <laughs> I think Joe has more than exceeded expectations. Still got a pulse. Still's overwhelming media support. Right on track for World War Three, and somehow has kept his kitty porn dungeon a secret. That's true. That That's has true. not been uncovered. He does deserve credit for that. Long down, John Blonde, you don't have to feel guilty about giving your dad a bad birthday present again because Matt just gave him the worst present of his life. Always look on the bright side of life, eh? Yeah. <laughs> and he also said Matt probably made the right call and not messing with the mechanicals of his car. That's a good way to lose your new car warranty. Yeah, that's uh, originally that was the thinking, too. It had a 30,000 mile warranty on it. But of course, if you start messing with things, that's generally on you. Does my car have a warranty? I'm sure it does. You got it brand oh. new dealer or yeah. what? Yeah. yeah, I'm sure it does. I know things. When I had to get my windshield replaced, they were like, what kind of car do you have? And I was like, a Mazda <laughs> C- C- CX-9. They were like, I was, I was like, I, I genuinely. <laughs> Did you get uh, like a rock flung into your windshield or what? Uh, yes. And then when I took it through the car wash a few weeks after that, uh, I, it got broken in the car wash again. That's uh, yeah, that's how it always goes. It's like, um, yeah, uh, you could have a pristine windshield for a decade and then you get a chip and you get it fixed and you'll get another one uh, like a within week a later, week. Yeah. And that's one it of those so things annoying. that like 
I mean, I like to keep my cars in good shape, so I'll generally fix things, like even tiny little dings and stuff. And stuff, I'll take them to the guy to get them fixed because I just like a car in pristine condition. But you know, you sometimes circumstances depending, you have to ignore little problems here and there. Cracking the windshield, I can't ignore them. That drives yeah. me nuts. I yeah, can't. Look I got at those it. replaced immediately. Fixed immediately. Um, two A education. Thanks for the show as always. I look forward to Thursday, Matt. Uh, yeah, uh, that's a, a a good time to uh, announce that as well. So 2A EDU, who is in our chat frequently, of course, making good Second Amendment content over on his channel. Um, I'm, I'll be on his channel live on Thursday night talking about, I assume, gun stuff. But who knows? I don't know <laughs> what, what he intends to. What if he wants to talk to... about relationships or something? <laughs> Maybe he does. Maybe it'll be, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, how, how to find a good woman EDU. Maybe it'll turn into that. Holden Mulray. Would that you sounds bad. Wings? That makes it sound like I'm accusing him. <laughs> yeah, we're two talk about, we're gonna, suck. We're suck. Talk about that makes that makes me sound like no. I'm making him sound like he can't find a good woman in that. We're going to talk about guns. This has gone badly. <laughs> we're going to talk about guns on Thursday night. Yeah. Uh, Holden Mulray, would you rather have wings or a tail? Is this a serious question? Who would pick tail? Who would pick tail? What is Ooh, the benefit? One hundred percent of people asked that question would pick wings. You can balance well with a tail, and maybe you can hang from it, and maybe you can hit someone with your tail. You can hit somebody with your wings, and you can fly. Yeah. So I agree. I'm just trying to steel man the tail argument. <laughs> Retarded. Super <laughs> Rin. Uh, wanted to say happy early birthday to my husband. He's too twisted on YouTube. Lots of binge worthy content to get you through the day. That is too twisted. Happy birthday. Mm. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. Robin D. Banks. ATF be like, just put down your AR 1700 and come with us. Also, sorry about your dog. The audience be like, diddle, diddle, deedle, dee. You'll never take my yeedle ye. Uh, what is this? Uh, this is some advanced fed language. I don't understand. I also don't understand. Speaking of the ATF and the feds, though, another thing this week, uh, it was SHOT Show <laughs> in uh, Las Vegas and the ATF. You know how the ATF has this Twitter account that just seems like they're trolling, like when they yeah. made posts about all their dogs on the force yeah, and yeah, things yeah. like that. They uh, I, I'm told they do this regularly. It's not new, but they're at SHOT Show, which is like the gun industry convention and all the enthusiasts are there saying, hey, here's our ATF booth. Come over and learn about our unique capabilities. Uh, yeah, don't bring your dog and come over for, you know, free short barrels and um, threaded oil filters and other uh, totally legit things at the uh, it will give you the Randy Weaver special. Is this a PR over. thing that why, the reason that they're doing this? Probably. Uh, I asked a friend about it and he said that it it's they're generally invited and they attend because a lot of the people there are industry people who are getting into starting businesses or otherwise have business questions about F, uh, getting an FFL, becoming a federally licensed dealer and all the legal complexities that go along with that. So, because that was my question, why would they let the ATF there? These are yeah. people who are looking to arrest you for the slightest, um, yeah. the slightest uh, mistake. Why mm -hmm. would these people be here? But apparently that's why. The wings versus tails question hinges on whether the wings replace your arms or not. No arms, no deal. Plus, there are lots of uh, birds with wings that don't fly. That's true. Well, I guess it, that's a really twisted deal if you get wings but no flight. Yeah. The hell is that? Point. And I guess, yeah, do you get hands on the wings? I, you do have to consider that. The hands thing. That that might be an obstacle. Yeah. 
All right. Imagine I making an omelet with a bunch of with a, with wings. <laughs> in general, a lot of your tactile activities are over. Well, I'd want those pterodactyl wings, you know, where like you got claws. And yeah. Like, do you get those? Like, th- don't pterodactyls at least have claw thumbs? Holden Mulray, you've you've asked a BS question we need the answer to. Yeah. Uh, Knuckle Buck, what's the big deal? It was just a little knife play. Would you rather the police showed up and shot that poor man just for a little knife play? <laughs> That's true. One jogger saved. Um, Albertus Magnus, 44. Uh, for 50 years, Dems disarmed victims, let felons out of prison, keep lunatics out of asylums, drug children... Uh, and import violent foreign nationals when crime results, uh, Dems blame people who commit no crimes. Yeah. Sure, words have never been spoken. Hal Edwards, for the L.A. murderer, murderer, my usual suggestion is give him a fair trial first. Just guess the rest. Uh, what am I missing here? I feel like there's a joke I'm missing. Just guess the rest. Give him a fair chance. <laughs> I guess just throw a dartboard at his punishment, mate. Or throw a yeah. dart at a dartboard for his punishment. Just whatever it lands on is fair. I don't know. I'm sorry, Hal. I feel like I'm not understanding. But thank you. Um, there was a lot of overreaction surrounding the so-called mass graves. For those of us paying attention from day one, all they had was the soil was inhomogeneous in 215 places, therefore genocide. Ah, solid. <laughs> well, you were on it. Robin D. Banks, want to watch the world burn a little? Uh, take the leaked face pics from 4chan of Patriot Front and put it on Bunker Chan and watch Antifa Doc's <laughs> FBI agent sit back with some popcorn as feds go after Antifa. Wow. Ah, that's wah, next wah, wah, level wah, wah. thinking. That's, that's pretty We'll see smart. if it happens. Kay Green, here's the story of the residential schools in Canada. The white man did bad things. Like what? Well, they educated us. And what? That's it. What's wrong with that? Cultural genocide. Yeah, that's about right. <laughs> that's pretty much right. Hey, Kay says, the mass graves. We all know reservation schools were real. No debate on that. But all this hoopla over last summer, it led our emotional leader to make a federal holiday to mourn. And he took the day to party. What a douche. Hmm. Esoterica Unbound. When I first saw LOB, protesters outside the theater claimed it, um, it'd be bad for my soul, a life of Brian. Seems they were right. Now when the Sermon on the Mount comes up at church, all I can think about are the damn cheesemakers. <laughs> yeah, it uh, was banned in several places because uh, it was viewed as blasphemous. Oh, it seems light, you know. Uh, let's see. Let me reload. Uh, Nicholas H. Matt, I love your movie reviews because they're 100% left brain and zero right brain. I would never call it a... Bergie segment if never do that because that would be rude but some might uh, what's the Bergie reference like Asperger's oh, is it is Spurgy? Right? <laughs> uh whatever brain is not life of Brian whatever side that is that's that's the side that I prefer to be on um so I will take it I will take it uh and thank you for that um, knuckle hungry bucks to answer your question blonde yes your car is a warranty but i'm calling to let you know it's about to expire you can renew it in exchange for google play gift cards well i better oh. do it you know i know a nigerian prince who also uh has a great offer on extended warranties you know what uh, i regret what helping those indian dogs i <laughs> hope that was a scam they should euthanize all those dogs it probably was a scam why why, why the change of heart now you know, my friends are like, why do you bring up all these? Why do you, why do you constantly talk about how you want to euthanize dogs? I'm just, I'm just this, this dog adoption thing lately. I've, I've really, since Caesar, I'm like, I don't want to be part of this anymore. 
your own dogs have made you want to kill dogs. Exactly. However, it's it's <laughs> it's me intellectualizing all this dog adoption stuff because people are so up their own asses about adopting dogs and fostering dogs. But if we just ended this entire dog adoption process and only gave licenses to people that were breeding perfect dogs, uh, we wouldn't have to continue to adopt dogs. Dog they're perpetuating, eugenics, you say? Yes. They're perpetuating the cycle of dog adoptions so by adopting dogs. So we need a dogs. final solution to this dog question. A final canine solution, yes. Yeah. That's what I'm advocating. Euthanize all dogs in adoption centers right now. Only give like two breeders in the country a license to breed each kind of dog that's akc registered perfect specimens this is federal too this has to be a federal fucking federal okay. they do stuff like this in germany get rid of the atf put all their resources into the federal dog bureau i love and if it if anyone and then, is found if, if they find two dogs humping in a backyard i want that place blown to smithereens waco style to smithereens yeah the atf really could take care of it I'm just telling you, it would prevent all of this this future dog genocide. A little eugenics. We're already eugenics we out the ass with the dogs. dogs to save the dogs. I get it. Exactly. Yeah. Every dog breed is an example of eugenics. Uh, yeah, that is true. Seriously speaking, I mean, they, they, breeding for certain preferred traits. Absolutely. I know. So just a little more eugenics to prevent genocide is all I'm saying. Uh, it's for the right last reasons. One. As Esoteric always. Unbound. I long for simpler times and young people weren't so jaded and could be entertained by lisping limi poofs in togas talking about biggest dickus. I think it's limey. Limeys, yeah. Referring could to British people. Could he not say people? that? It must not be able to. Okay, that, in my defense, slur? I should have figured out that it said limey, but it says L-I-M underscore E-Y, so it looked like there was a character missing. I don't know why you can't say that in our You're live telling chat. me Susan is censoring... Anti-white. <laughs> First of all, it's not even a slur, but let's say it's considered one. You can't use an anti-white slur. It, anyway. Uh, okay. Uh, over on Tippy Stream, no knickers with a CK allowed, as in spoken audibly. It's been a while. I suppose it has, Mr. Knickers. It's been a while, but here are some shekels had the chance to red pill uh, an open-minded co-worker about okay. our state uh, our state's own doh data i assume you mean department of health right uh keep up the great work and seek kyle i saw his trial last fall uh, so as far as i know he's doing well speaking of kyle he's trying to get the rifle back and seriously i, I always wondered what was going to happen to that rifle he's trying to get it back but i'm uh, at least i was told um, or my wife told me, I've not read the story, but she told me that he plans to destroy the rifle. He wants it back and wants to destroy it. Well, I, yeah, that's fair. Well, it I don't is see why uh, that would be a problem. It's, it's his property and Dominic Black too. Um, so I, I, they're entitled to do with it what they see fit, but uh, I hope it ends up in a museum. I hope it gets gets proper recognition somewhere someday to have it just destroyed. Um, Seems unfair. Yeah, but it's Kyle's rifle and Dominic's rifle. Let's see. Otter's going to Ot says uh, watching in a pop up while playing VR games and everyone is in and everyone in game can hear the stream. Often peeps ask where they can watch it because it sounds fun. 
now having to improv VR chat meetups and watching pe- with 20 plus people. Welcome to the metaverse. Suck it, Zuck. I didn't know that technology existed that you could like Neither watch streams with other people while playing the game in the VR world. I see. I'm too Whoa. far checked out of video games that I'm not, I'm not up on the latest stuff, but that's pretty cool. And, um, and thank you for supporting uh, the show and thanks for bringing the show to some new eyes and some new ears as well. Yeah. And congratulations, as always, to uh, to your family. And I hope you guys are doing well, because as I recall, there was that rear ending, uh, at least if I'm thinking of the same person, right? Wasn't there a rear rear ending crash for Otter's Gonna Ot and family? Or am I thinking of yes. someone else? No, you were right. I think everybody's OK, though. All right. Well, if that if I if I am correct, hope you guys are uh, hope the family's in good shape. Uh, Phil also says Sean Laval Smith is doing what <laughs> Sean Laval Smith is a bad guy. And he does, he did what bad guys do. And it's our empathy for bad guys that allows bad guys to continue existing. I can't believe people see stories like this and still think um, that the McMichaels are bad people. Ooh, a callback to the Ahmad Arbery. Yes. Uh, I mean, we, we've talked about the Ahmad Arbery situation um, at length when that verdict came down. It's a, it's, a, it's a very difficult one because I can understand where they're coming from as a matter of the morality of defending your neighborhood from somebody who is almost certainly committing crimes yeah. as a matter of how the law should be written. Ooh, um, really, really loose citizens arrest laws, I think, are ripe for abuse. And that's that's true. Yeah, that's why I think as a legal matter, I, I don't know. Did they deserve life imprisonment? You know, I, I I don't know, but as a, as a legal no, matter, should that um, should what they did be a lawful citizen's arrest? That's probably a bridge a little bit too far for me. Yeah, but I yeah. I I understand the the side that you're talking about, which is well, what are we supposed to do? Allow our neighborhoods just to be abused and overrun. robbed? Well, and... not really overrun. That's not, that's not <laughs> what I meant to say. But uh, people run amok in the neighborhood. Not overrun anymore. <laughs> not overjogged anymore. It was all that Hitler dog talk. It got me in like straight eugenics speak. Yeah. Overrun. To the point that you're making, Phil, certainly that case is so much more complex than just racist guys went and murdered a a black guy. Yeah. Uh, But that's the narrative that will win the day. Biggest dickus. He's pissed. (laughs) Nothing funny about my name. Biggest dickus is a perfectly fine name. Biggest dickus never made an appearance in the movie, right? That, That was just a referenced character who is or, or was biggest dick is a it's not a person no, he that was explaining on, the name of his father yeah and how that was a joke and he was like yeah. like biggest dick is. right otter's gonna ot says the wings or tail choice depends on the tail cat tail meh otter tail with plus five swimming uh, way better than wings especially if they can make you fly because your bones aren't hollow and you weigh too much to fly. Oh, okay. So that's. I feel like we're really in the weeds on this one. This week's furry moment. Well, I I certainly agree that the wings have to come with flight. That's just implied to me. So if yeah. they didn't, that no would be no flight, a, no deal. That's a bait and switch kind of. But also no but, hands. I, I kind of need my hands. Yeah. But I don't want a tail. But to his point, I was thinking land animals and underwater animals can do cool stuff with their tails. So that's another thing to consider. Hands plus super swimming ability. A eh, little more interesting. Mm. 
Country Christian says, Why Life of Brian, Monty Python, and the Holy Grail is one of the best movies and most quoted ever. I hated Life of Brian and Matt should watch the Grail before condemning all British humor. But I didn't condemn all British humor. I was tempted. I was tempted because... He thought about it. Admittedly, most of the time, those are mutually exclusive terms to me. But I am I when I was writing the review and when I was speaking earlier, I... I haven't seen enough British quote unquote comedy to say that definitively. And even though I hated this movie, I can't, I didn't condemn all British humor and I, and I won't cause I don't feel that I'm qualified yet, but maybe I someday I don't I'll think it's your jam. I, I don't think that there's ever going to be British humor that you're into. Yeah. Uh, the, the question of why is because blonde's dad chose it. That's why, but, but the Holy grail can certainly come up. Uh, later if people want to nominate it and if the voters select it so it could happen i think this uh, is going to be the last time that we go off course uh you have maybe on certain special occasions maybe we will but in general we'll keep the the format going as uh as it was but uh we're all good on d live as well we got on youtube let me reload i think so uh knuckle huggy buck says kyle's rifle did nothing wrong yeah it shouldn't be destroyed yeah, what it doesn't do? deserve such a fate. Anyway, all right, uh, we will call it a show. Thank you guys for hanging out with us uh, tonight. As always, we appreciate it. If you're listening on demand later, thank you for tuning in as well. And my humble and sincere apology to Blonde's father. I meant it as nothing personal, and I hope that making me watch that movie wasn't anything personal either. Yeah. Uh, if you're looking for more of the show. Uh, and uh, you can find more of it uh, on the uh, on the audio platforms. Uh, we have uh, interviews you might not find on YouTube. We have replays of the call-in show. We have all sorts of stuff up on the audio platforms. It's linked in the description and over on the website. And if you're looking for anything else show-related, including the brand new Clips channels, find those over on the website as well. That's mattchristiansonmedia.com. We'll be back next Sunday, because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, it's not Meet the Press. It is the Matt and Blonde Show. Have a great night. Bye, guys. Now, but I may as well try.